0: It. Bird! it's a new day yes it is i am vaughn johnson you got me mad now you know you got a bicycle i feeling good well the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit build- let me do this again oh it's live pal. sorry
1: we ride the bicycle in this arena
0: with my man, man pots and pans nick for that's me i don't
1: know where the kid is that was a riding it but he ain't on it when they brought it to the ring.
0: smile night you can kick your face off i don't know, I don't know. But I don't like it when things aren't going my way. Don't you dare be (laughs) sour! Woo! He don't know nothing
2: else. He know
0: that wrestling bro. (laughs)
2: Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah!
0: What is up ladies and gentlemen out there in Nutland and welcome to episode 270 of the Stray Shooters. Available wherever podcasts are found. My name is Vaughn Johnson, and I'm joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Bacone Philly Voice and Philly Influencer, and we got a jam-packed, fun show ahead of us tonight. Of course, like usual, we're doing a deep dive. This one, a Patreon request, courtesy, yet again, of Chris Johnson, so thank you, Chris, for putting in another Patreon request, but it's a timely one. This time, we're doing a deep dive. Into the Royal Rumble from 1999. Some may consider it to be one of the worst Royal Rumbles of all time, uh, given the the outcome. But we're gonna dive all into it. It was at the height, or the peak of the Attitude Era back in for WWE back in the day. So there's a lot going on with that. Uh, but we're also going to announce the winners of a contest that we told y'all about on Twitter a couple days ago for the Wrestle Rumble. Uh, Contest that the folks over at Wrestle Rumble are doing for the Royal Rumble. It's like a little uh, pool, search type type of thing, where they you pick a number, and uh, you know if you get if you're if your person wins at that number, you know, say the winner of the Rumble has the number you drew, then you are eligible for to win a prize, and one of those prizes could be a you could win one of three great grand prizes, which includes some might possibly some belts and stuff like that. So, uh, it's a it's a dope contest. The good folks over at WrestleRumble were kind enough to lend us five free entries into that contest, and we gave them to all of you, our great listeners out there listening to the Straight Shooters and all those platforms we talk about. So we're going to announce the winners of that. We told you on Twitter to retweet the tweet, and you have a chance. So all of you who retweeted, thank you for showing us that support. And yeah, you guys have a chance to, to enter, get one of the five free entries, I should say. And if you win, you can win... Some great prizes. What's what's the first prize here? We got a Macho Man legacy championship belt from WWE. With those are some of those legacy yeah. championship belts. <laughs> <laughs> I did it earlier. There it is. There it is. So some of those belts are dope from WWE. Uh the second prize could be an Undertaker uh, 30th anniversary belt, which is pretty cool. I think they showed that off on the uh his uh broken scroll sessions uh thing with Steve Austin. And the third prize is a mystery belt, so but You don't know what that is. Obviously, it's a mystery. So, uh, But yeah, it's a dope contest. The Royal Rumble Pick'em, as it's called. Uh, So yeah, it'll be dope. But we're going to announce the winners in a little bit. But before we do any of that, before we get into the deep dive, before we get into the Wrestle Rumble Pick'em, I got to do my weekly check-in with my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick the Philly Voice and Philly Influencer. How you doing tonight, my good brother? I'll tell you, this
1: is the week I think I... Like the most leading up to, I guess, with like not counting WrestleMania, uh, leading up to the Rumble because usually I take like a day off from work, maybe on like the Friday or the Monday, uh, usually the Monday after. And I was granted it again this year, so uh, this weekend I'm looking forward to it a lot. You got the Royal Rumble, they just know it's coming, it's, like, oh, it's yeah. Royal Rumble time, Nick's <laughs> gonna take off pretty much, and it's at my first you know, day of the year, not calendar year, like the school year. So, uh, you know, that's what I generally pinpoint it as. So I'm very excited for it. Um, doesn't matter whatever it is. I'll always get excited for the Royal Rumble. And we've been watching, you know, the doing these deep dives. And, hell, I've been watching Royal Rumble matches just for the hell of it. Uh, you know, I'm getting excited to that point. So this is like the one time a year I really feel like that because, you know, we're so – kind of annoyed with the product nowadays and really all of professional wrestling it just doesn't hit the way it did before um but especially wwe so uh, i'm just kind of excited about this and we'll we'll see what happens
0: yeah we we talked a lot about the royal rumble earlier today in fact on fox sports a gambler with john jansen uh jason Finelli, i believe his name yes. is let me make sure i got that right jason yep. Finelli. all right uh we just became you know twitter followers today so you know forgive me <laughs> for yeah, forgetting your name, Jason. Um, but uh, we we're just on Fox Sports The Gambler today, Nick and myself, representing the straight shooters proudly, obviously. And uh, we're talking about the Royal Rumble and all the memories that go around it and all the uh, just what makes the Royal Rumble fun and such an exciting event that wrestling fans look forward to every year. Regardless, like you said, regardless of the circumstances of the product in WWE, how good it is, how bad it is, the Royal Rumble still a pretty, pretty fun show to, like, least get excited for sometimes and let you down Mm -hmm. like 2015 (laughs) and 2014 and other years some years hey 1999 might be one of those years too
1: and that was like Uh, when they were well on their way to the peak you know the product was yeah i I mean like i'm looking back obviously there's some things but the product as a whole was hotter than ever and then you get that rumble match so last year the product not that great but the rumble matches were pretty good
0: so you know you get that fluctuation a lot yeah, so and I, says, I should say nineteen ninety nine for WWF wasn't necessarily the peak of the Attitude there, but it's definitely the thick. Oh, they were of were like, oh, they to, were getting there.
1: Yeah, that's about, yeah, like you, the lead up. You know, they that was the first World Rumble, really. I know, you, like ninety eight, you, you get that, but that they weren't fully ingrained in that, like. New logo and the storylines like they were so much different a year after that. So 99s, for me the even the logo that they've sketched the Royal Rumble logo they try to make it cool or whatever and edgier. <laughs> so like Edgy. that that ninety nine Rumble is really the first one I, I think of like. When I think of the Attitude Era, because 90, 98, it's there, yes, absolutely, but it's just kind of like just before it for me. Because to me, it's yeah. all Austin, like the Austin Era Attitude Era. I know there was a lot of Attitude stuff leading up to that, but um, yeah, the ninety nine one. That's you know, I mean, it, Austin versus Vince, man, and it was if, it wasn't old yet.
0: If you like Steve Austin and you like Vince McMahon, <laughs> this show is the show for you because you get plenty of it on this show, <laughs> and I guess. In some respects we can knock like WCW when they mention all the main event stuff that's going on when Eddie Guerrero and D. Malenko are busting their ass in the ring. Uh and WWF was doing that here tonight. But here's the difference. Well not really the difference, because the, you know, we watched like k ninety seven and it was like, talking about like Hogan and Sting. That was a high angle. Mm-hmm. Um and WWF was just as guilty of it on this night too. Oh, yeah. But the show is kinda called Royal Rumble, so that's like the only match like you're really looking forward <laughs> to. The other matches aren't nearly as important. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of Steve Austin and a lot of Vince McMahon, and that was pretty much what this show was all about. And we eventually got the one-on-one matchup between them at St. Valentine's Day Massacre the next month, but we hadn't got that quite yet. So mm-hmm. this is like the first time they really kind of squared off one-on-one in a sort of official capacity. So we'll talk all about that uh, in a little bit. Uh, but before that, like I mentioned earlier... We gotta handle some business. Some some Wrestle Rumble Royal Rumble Pick 'em business. You ready for this, Nick? I'm ready. So we've taken all of the names of the people, all the handles of the people who have retweeted our tweet. Dozens of you who did. And we've thrown them into a put them into a name randomizer type of thing. So we're gonna pick out five names. And eventually after this show has been posted on you know the internet and after we record this. We will tweet the names, and Rumble will reach out to you and get you your free entry into the Royal Rumble Pick'em. Of course, like I said, the Royal Rumble Pick'em uh, could net you a fantastic grand prize, including a, a belt, a top-flight WWE belt. That's Them belts are worth like four or $500, some of those belts. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't paying that much money for it, and I know a lot of people <laughs> ain't paying that much money for it neither. So this is a good chance for you to get one. Uh, a lot of spots to be had. But again, Wrestle Rumble, shout out to the good folks over there. They were kind enough to let us have five easy you know five free entries and we decided to share that wealth with you guys here on the straight shooters. So Nick, you ready?
1: Uh, I am ready.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was weird. Alright <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well let's start it off. Let's do the first name who will receive a free entry in the Royal Rumble Pick'em. Let's go with Vince McMahon. <laughs> no, no. spin it I don't know if you can hear that in my headphones
1: yeah,
0: wow. yeah you heard yeah. that too I guess Little bit. I don't like that <laughs> in my ear <laughs> <laughs> but we have at Dej Kirby by so D E J Kirk I should say Dej Kirkby. You're the first winner of a free entry in the Royal Rumble Pick'em. So congratulations, congratulations to you.
1: Congratulations, Dej.
0: Dej Kirk B. Kirkby. Maybe it's Kirkby, not Kirkby. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. But you'll see your tweet you'll see your handle on the tweet tomorrow. So when this episode is posted. So our first winner there. I gotta figure out a way to turn off the sound on this thing. Can you still hear me there, Nick? I mean, not, like, no? terrible, okay. No. okay. You can hit me now, though, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're going to remove that name. I wish there was a way I could turn off the sound because it's annoying in my ear.
1: <laughs> well, I definitely can't hear that, so I'm, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> well, no, 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 it's, I didn't do it yet. So, <laughs> second spin of the wheel here, you can hear. Oh, oh there it is. We got... Brian Chapman 3, at Brian Chapman 3, come on down. You're the second winner in our Royal Rumble Pick'em Giveaway. Congratulations to you as well, my friend. So, at Brian Chapman 3, you're our second winner. You you receive a free entry into the Royal Rumble Pick'em. Congratulations. Now, we got three spots left. Two down, Mm -hmm. three to go. It's getting intense here, Mm -hmm. all right? That's where you pick out these names. Nick, you ready? You you good? Uh, Hold on. Okay, I'm good. All right. You good to go then? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't hear you for a second. I'm sorry.
1: No, I didn't say anything. I said, hold on. I'm good. And that was
0: it. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Make sure I heard you. All right. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) All right. Another winner will be selected right now. And that winner is NYC TNA Fan 100. You're our third winner in our Wrestle Rumble Royal Rumble Pick'em giveaway, so to T- speak. You get TNA a free entry. Yeah, NYC at NYC TNA Fan 100.
2: Hmm.
0: How about that? You're the third winner. Congratulations to you. We got two spots left here for a free entry into the Royal Rumble Pick'em. Let's get let's give out another free entry, shall we? Uh, sure. Okay. All right. Spinning. We're spinning. We're spinning. We're spinning. We're spinning. We're spinning. We are spinning. This is an entertaining handle. It is <laughs> at Fart Club King. <laughs> you have earned yourself a free entry into the Royal Rumble. Pick 'em. Congratulations. <laughs> I think I'm a member at, of that. I think I'm a member of that club. At fart club. At fart club, <laughs> king. You good person. <laughs> I assume this is a, a king, so assume it's a, a, a he. Um, so you have earned yourself a free entry in the Royal Rumble. them. Last one now. Oh We're down to the final free entry. Okay. This is important. Mm. This is big. Okay, I'm going to spin this wheel one more time whoever it lands on that's the last one that we can give away that's, that's it. it we got five it. it's done that's it so here we go one last time we're spinning we're still spinning we're spinning it looks like it has landed on clickety at clickety whack you okay. have Don't earned yourself you have earned yourself the final, the fifth and final free entry into the Royal Rumble. Pick courtesy of the Wrestle Rumble. So, congratulations to you, for everybody else. It's unfortunate. I am sorry. You can still enter, but you just got to pay your way in. But, you know, better luck next time. Maybe we could do some more raffles with Wrestle Rumble in the future, and maybe we get some more free entries for you guys out there listening. Again, thanks to all you guys listening and to our five winners. Dash Kirkby, at Brian Chapman 3, at NYC NYC TNA Fan 100, at Fart Club King, <laughs> <laughs> and at Clickety Whack. You are our winners. You will see your Twitter, your handle on Twitter after this episode is posted sometime Thursday, January 28th when this is posted. Um. So, yeah, congratulations to you. You get a free entry into the raffle, to the pick'em, and good luck to you. Hopefully, you guys come away with some cool prizes at the end of that pick them. It's usually dope. Though. I've listened to, uh, you know, sometimes people get listed off and people win stuff. And it's, like I said, there's some pretty cool prizes. So I'm very familiar with the contest. And uh, yeah, it's pretty dope. So congratulations to the winners and good luck to you. That was exciting, Nick, wasn't it? That was, Had to man. Give away some I, prizes. Yeah, perhaps we should stop the show right now. Maybe. I don't think I Maybe.
1: can. Maybe. I don't think I can deal with the 99 Rumble at this point (laughs) after all that we have
0: to it's a (laughs) patreon request from our good friend Chris Johnson and if you want to be like Chris Johnson and get a show that you want us to deep dive and we actually do it you get it on the show well head over to patreon patreon.com slash shooters radio and we will fulfill your request over at patreon of course you gotta pay for it now (laughs) you gotta pay for the request but you know, check us out, and we will yeah. fulfill that request. And it could be Probably. anything. It don't have to be a wrestling show. It don't have to be an actual actual wrestling show. It could be a movie, uh, it's wrestling related. It could be a television show. It could be, I don't know, a music video or something. I don't know. Some people <laughs> might have music videos out there, you know, that they shot at some point. So go over to patreoncom uh, radio to check us out.
1: Conan had one back in like '98, right?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's trash today, but <laughs> but it might be fun to break down <laughs> <laughs> and deep and deep dive on. So, like I said, we've done movies in the past. We did Ready to Rumble. We've done No Holds Barred, and uh, we did what was that beach blasting from WCW? Be- yeah,
1: Beach Brawl uh, right at the beach. Beach Brawl. WCW 1999,
0: fantastic. Right, right. So. You know, we don't just do pay per views. We could do other things. We can go outside the box a little bit. So, again, you you got an idea? It's it's a lot. Hit us up.
1: Different than watching it and then commenting on it at the same time. Uh, So, I enjoy, like, you know, actually diving into some things because then we could go and actually have, like, a story to tell or even expand on without the limits of trying to catch, like, keep up with what we're technically watching and trying to. Uh, talk about so now the only good uh well i shouldn't say the only good one but the 92 royal rumble is the exception where we had the audio in the background with gorilla and bobby heenan which is absolutely fantastic so that is up at our patreon now too so our 1992 royal rumble live commentary that was recorded in 2016 believe it or not it was our first uh our first year in the podcast, and we were approaching the Rumble, so we did that right away. <laughs> we knew of course. That, that was something we absolutely had to do, and uh, it was really, really
0: fun. And we might deep dive that whole show. We didn't. Deep, yeah. We didn't live commentate the entire show. We only live commentated the Royal Rumble itself because you know back in those days we only had an hour to do our show, and the Royal Rumble fit those time constraints. But now we don't have any damn time constraints. We can go for as long <laughs> as we want. We want to go for four hours damn it we can We we're not because we have lives we don't want to go for four hours but just saying if we can we can you know we we have that ability if we want to but uh so yeah that might be something that comes down the pike later on you know might save that for a special occasion or hell if you want us to do it really bad head over to patreon and request it and we'll do it right away (laughs) 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 we'll move heaven and earth to do it right away Hey, we we did that with extreme rules and it was one of the uh
1: well, one of the interesting? I haven't watched too much twenty eleven WWE, you know, anytime recently, so it was definitely interesting going back to that era. Yeah.
0: So should be fun when we do it. Uh I'm just still mad about that damn wheel thing that I was spinning and making sounds in my ear.
1: Well, I'm sorry, but we so, did not hear that over, over here, so I hope your ears uh, okay.
0: Oh, fantastic. I'm glad. I'm glad the listeners didn't hear it. I heard it and it made yeah. me upset. <laughs> well, I'll sad. go
1: back when I'm editing to make sure that it didn't come through, but I didn't hear anything on my end, so
0: Ah that's alright. We're good. We're good. Well <laughs> we're Rumble oh, Next Game, huh? <laughs> yeah, my phone going off of course. Somebody being the tweet too late. Oh man. <laughs> or they liked it, I should say. They didn't retweet it, but oh well. But this is a little too late. <laughs> Nights ninety nine World Rumble, huh? You ready to deep dive on this? Uh,
1: I think uh, I, th- I think now's a good time to do that, actually. And exactly, that- oh, think wow. so. Somebody with thirty thousand followers just liked it, so okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I just looked. I got it too. I got the alert too. So it's just, oh, thirty thousand
0: followers. Let me okay. check this
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> Goldilocks, Goldilocks. I don't know rocks. Who that is. Hmm.
0: Let's see who this person is. But I'm not totally sure who this person is. Hmm. 30,000 followers.
1: Yeah. Oh, kind of hmm. crazy.
0: They're, pro, they're in pro wrestling. They're an influencer. Mm-hmm. An entrepreneur. Shout out to you, Goldilocks. <laughs> and your 30,000 followers as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, But unfortunately, you're a little too late for the contest. So <laughs> 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 we already I gave mean, away the winner. You can,
1: you can still retweet it if you want. It's okay. Yeah, you can it's still retweet it. 30,000 followers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we can, you know... Uh, have some more type of giveaways uh, right. with Wrestle Rumble in, in in the future, so you know, yeah. So stick around. Yeah. <laughs> we're still good guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're still good guys. That's right. But Royal Rumble 1999, shall we? Uh,
1: yeah, we're we're gonna have to.
0: Okay, again, Patreon requests from Chris Johnson. Thanks again for your request. And it's again a timely one because 22 years ago, Ooh. I believe it would have been hmm, Sunday, yeah. was the 24th of yep. January. Yep. So, damn, like the same exact day of the week and everything. How about that? But 22 years ago, this past Sunday, was the 1999 Royal Rumble. And like I said earlier, this took place in the thick of the attitude era. You know, there was no no doubt where WWF was going, where they were headed, what they were doing. They were in the thick of it, and they were all about the edgy product, and it was working for them. They were selling out buildings. They were breaking ratings records and merchandise records, and Steve Austin was... Probably the most po- one of the most popular or most notable faces and names on the planet by '99. Is that safe to say? I think so. Yeah. So this show naturally is built around Steve Austin and his arch rival, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, better known as just Mr. McMahon on television, because going into the show, Steve Austin, of course, is not the champion, but he wants to be champion. And the easiest way to do that when it comes January is to win the Royal Rumble and guarantee yourself a main event match for the title at a WrestleMania. But, of course, Vince McMahon, he's like, no, 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 I don't want you to be my champion. I took that belt off you already. I don't want you to have another chance to get back after it. So, you know, no, please don't. Don't do this. Matter of fact, I am making it extremely hard for you. You're going to be the first entrant into the Royal Rumble. How do you like that? And then Commissioner Shawn Michaels said, you know what, Vince? You're going to be number two. And he probably did that ridiculous gulp, like, oh, no, <laughs> Like that Vince McMahon just won't to do. And But Vince never deterred, said that there is no chance in hell that Steve Austin was going to win the Royal Rumble. And that became the tagline for this show. And, of course, it became... The theme song of for Vince McMahon it became pretty much his catchphrase and this this theme song for the show also became Vince McMahon's personal theme song so I thought that was interesting that the tagline and the song eventually became Vince McMahon just kind of took ownership of it uh, it's an iconic song uh, the lyrics and the in the, the vocals you you instantly recognize it as soon as you hear it you know who, who it's coming is Vince McMahon <laughs> and the stupid strut right so. That's pretty much what this show is about. The opening video package was about Vince McMahon and Steve Austin. Nothing else really mattered. Mm-hmm. Hell, the Royal Rumble match didn't really matter that much. It was just a means to an end, really. <laughs> like uh, yep. It was a means to get Vince and Austin in the ring by themselves for a couple minutes. Then you see all the other stuff in the Royal Rumble. Then at the end, we'll get them in the ring by themselves again. It was really just a means to an end. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I think, in my mind at least, it made sense at the time because... Austin was so hot as a babyface. Vince McMahon was so hot as a heel. But I think in hindsight, it probably hurt the show as far as from a quality standpoint When you're watching it 22 years later. It's like, oh, what else did they have to offer? You know? But at this point, you know, when it was happening, it didn't matter because WWE was rolling so hot. It didn't matter. They still got away with it. And they still sold a bunch of tickets, sold a bunch of merch, and they got a bunch of people to watch Raw the next night. (laughs) Yeah. It yeah. didn't really matter,
1: and that was the name of the game back then. Like, pay-per-views didn't seem like a me, like a the end. Even in that era, it was just like, what could we do to make people want to tune in tomorrow night? And by that by that point, even if people didn't watch the pay-per-view, they would definitely tune in on Raw like right away. See what see what happens. So, um, they had to keep it hot. You know, they had to. It was almost like cliffhanger type stuff going on where. Uh, on pay-per-views where you normally before this era you know, that was where things ended and uh, you know, this this event this two-match two show for me it's always about the Royal Rumble and it's usually always about the world title and yep. really 1991 was the first year and we did that deep dive last year where they had a title match with the Warrior and Slaughter and you know, by that point 92 you had one, 93 you had one 94 you had one, so World title matches became a staple of the event too, and I've always looked forward to that match and the Rumble match. So uh, I was really excited for Rock and Mankind here, and obviously the Rumble match because you had Austin and McMahon, you know, going into it. So uh, it sold me. You know, I was fourteen. No, I Yeah, I was fourteen. Uh, no, I was thirteen heading into this show. So I was, you know, in that in that a that age where I was going around doing crotch chops and everything doing the middle oh fingers, we all were just making sure that my parents weren't saying saying it so uh i still had some niceness about me i didn't do it to my parents either except that one because
0: mama mccone would have whooped that ass <laughs> she would have tore would. fire to that ass you told me to what <laughs> your father <laughs> don't even talk to me that way get that wooden spoon <laughs> oh no Man. put splinters in your ass <laughs>
1: So yeah, it was uh, you know that's what I was looking forward to the most going into this particular show, and why I even felt like you know it was it felt different for some reason for me. I guess because WWF was on top at this point. It was weeks after the finger poke of doom, so I always like to oh man figure out what's going or at least compare it to what's happening on. The in the other promotion at this time period, and yeah, by this point I, I was so done with WCW, and and ter- like I get, still would watch it, obviously, and would always watch it. But um from creative cr- creativity standpoint, I'm thinking I'm like a big mark anyway, and I was pro WWF in the war. uh That was the quote unquote end of the line for me. So I was just like, man, I hope <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Royal Rumble kicks ass because. Uh, this finger poke of doom bull crap is, sucks. You, so.
0: you said you rung the bell, like, this is my stop. <laughs> and they didn't open the door. The WCW was like, no, 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 stay on here. He's like, back door. That's <laughs> right. Like, Let me off. That's right. That's a SEPTA joke for anybody who's outside of <laughs> Philly and you know, don't know what SEPTA is. It's a Southeastern uh, Public Transportation Authority. <laughs> so that's not our uh, buses and trains and stuff like that. And the common joke in Philly is that when people are trying to get off the bus at the back door, the Bust the, the doors just don't open for some reason, and so people got to yell, Yo, back door! <laughs> like, and they might add another word on that, but I ain't going to say that because we're a family show, so <laughs> we, are, we are, we're a family show, so <laughs> but um, yeah, that you just didn't, didn't want to let you off, so you had to didn't. yell they, back they, door. You
1: know, they even tried to change their logo to get me back on. I was like, ah, I was like, one foot was on, I was like trying to uh. get off, but. No, man, uh, around this I'm time that's what that's what was happening around this time at wcw and i was just like totally over it at this point
0: it's wild because wcw you can see the cracks in the foundation by yeah. 98 yeah and wwf wasn't nowhere near perfect you can watch this show and oh. you're like oh yeah there's some they had some um some negatives you know you can dock some points from wwf war you know but you could just tell from watching this show and then maybe flipping the channel to a WCW show from the same month or the, the pay-per-view from that month, which would have been what, Super Brawl? Uh,
1: in January, January it, was, show? it was sold out, and then Super Brawl was in February. So yeah, we ah, were, okay. you know, I mean, they were at least building to Super Brawl on, on WCW right. at this time.
0: But if you were to watch this show and sold out, or St. Valentine's Day Massacre and Super Brawl, the shows might not be from a overall quality standpoint, not that far apart, I don't think, but you can tell which promotion had the juice at this point. Yeah, yeah. and that was WWF. And they just had the juice. The crowds were more into it. The mm-hmm. the big moments that people got up for more. The, when the heels got over, they got up for those more. Like it was just you could just tell who had the juice and who who was deliberate more a little more deliberate I should say, in telling their stories. Whereas WCW just seemed all over the place. Yeah.
1: And I don't remember when Goldberg exactly got injured, but in the storyline of him trying to go through the new NWO, the Super Bowl main event was Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair for the world title. So they were building back to a Hogan Flair match that, like, you know, they hadn't seen in years because yeah. they never really went head to head uh, WCW, NWO, except the you got, war games. So you got Austin and McMahon versus Hogan and Flair. It's
0: like, yeah, and everyone got, was already
1: or, done with hogan and flair at that point
0: right you're building to hogan and flair meanwhile even though austin mcmahon is happening at that moment they're really building to austin and the rock right which right. those are two current younger more attractive looking like <laughs> you know current stars who i think the rock wasn't even 30 yet and austin might have barely been 30. like i think he was in his early 30s yeah, maybe I remember, but i think he was like 33 when he first won the title so let's say 99 he was 34. Still relatively young compared to like a forty-five-year-old Hulk Hogan, and about the same age as as Ric Flair. Who you know, the promo both tanned up, (laughs) both tanned up, look older-looking men. Even by nineteen ninety-nine, whereas the Rock and Steve Austin, they dress current, they look current, they look cool, they, you know, like I said, more attractive and better shape. Like it, it it wasn't a fair fight, honestly. Not to not to disparage the 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 names of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Of course, they're still big names. We'll disparage them. It's fine. I mean, yeah, I guess.
1: But <laughs> at that point, but I mean, the, at the, the that pro, point, yes. Ric Flair was the promo guy, like guy at the time, but he couldn't even touch the Rock and Austin at that point. And no. Hulk Hogan was afraid to say ass yes, so on TV. He was, <laughs> right. I'm going to kick your butt. Like people were not. Just, the, versus WWF. Like that was not cool, and that's not no. the wrestling fan changed at that time. So of course, you know, H- Hogan Flair was not going to touch austin rock just, at that point
0: like you said the rock and austin had the juice they had the moment they had the people right then and there they were current they were of the times so where hogan and flair represented a time uh, of a bygone era and it's like wwe now where they got guys on top who just like it just doesn't feel like this is right now it doesn't mm. feel current like doesn't feel like they got the juice right now that's it At this point. If they both was like, if they didn't have like a policy where they try to clear a lot of guys to wrestle, they didn't care about that. They probably would. But, you know, outside of Roman Reigns, who really has that juice I mean, right I now? I guess WWE? We,
1: they did a Team Hogan versus Team Flair. So that was as close as they got. to so, <laughs> I forgot about that. Jeez, me Good too. Lord.
0: Was that like one of the Saudi shows? I think yeah, it was. Yeah, or Australia. I don't remember. But oof. yeah, one of those big shows. But, you know, it's the same thing now. in AEW, they're not countering them with being more current. It just feels like more kind of the same, just a little different flavor, dif- different seasoning on it, you know, uh, than WWE has. So it's interesting uh, discussion there, you know, yeah. the, how you look at both companies at that same at that point, kind of compared to today and whatnot. But we got to get back to the Arrowhead Pond. Yeah. And Anaheim, California, now known as the Honda Center.
2: Oh, in Anaheim. Okay. Okay.
0: Home of the Anaheim Ducks, of course. The hockey team, the NHL team. Mm -hmm. Uh the building actually hosted has hosted two WrestleManias. Hosted WrestleMania twelve in nineteen ninety six. And the year after this hosted WrestleMania sixteen. Or I think they just called it WrestleMania or WrestleMania WrestleMania two (laughs) thousand. What is WrestleMania sixteen? Let's just call it what it is. (laughs) Just like WrestleMania X seven It's WrestleMania seventeen. But you know what's wild? I kind of lost track of which WrestleMania it is, like this year. Like I don't know the number. Oh yeah,
1: because they stopped saying it and then you just kind of forget.
0: But usually I pay more attention, uh-huh. and I just kind of checked out of WrestleMania because uh, yeah. it's like it's not even the same, and they're doing it over right. two nights again, right. and it's just like rest. Last year was just so wild. So I think last year was thirty six, right?
1: Uh, yeah. And I think this year's was thirty five, not thirty and... no, four.
0: Then they did New York. That oh, was 35. wow. I- That's, I- right. I- I- That's right. That's <laughs> right.
1: So yeah.
0: yeah, right. See, this, wow. is, this seems like ages ago. That's when Kofi went at. <sighs> So I'm pretty sure that's 35, and the last year it's supposed to be 36, and this year's 37. But yeah, WWE yeah. use Roman numerals again, man. Super Bowl yeah, still doing cool. it. They're, they're, they they look 55 cool. They look cool. The Roman numerals look bad. <laughs> it's fine. Like, come on. It's fine. 55 Super Bowls. Nobody bats an eye. <laughs> the fact you, even if you don't
1: man. say it on commentary, you don't like. That's fine. Just put it in the logo at least.
0: Yeah. Not not WrestleMania pirate sword. <laughs> WrestleMania, I will say, I, I, you
1: know that when they announced the WrestleManias for the next three years i did uh kind of dig the logos that they were going with so
0: i didn't even look at them i just knew they weren't in philly so i didn't even care <laughs> <laughs> it broke my heart well, hey
1: hopefully five years man cross my fingers so what
0: is it it's california it's tampa this year because they're going mm-hmm. back they can have fans down there yeah. so they're like well, we're going back to tampa because yeah. california is like no no fans yep. uh and no wrestlers neither we're not going to have wrestlers <laughs> here <laughs> like they don't then, allow, I don't think they don't they don't allow contact sports in California at this point yeah, they that's why I, that.
1: I think they uh instead of waiting to next year which was still might be in kind of like a crunch uh they waited for two years so next year it's gonna be in Dallas again oh right? that's next year I thought yeah. that was two nope. years from now oh no, next
0: year in AT&T Stadium well, yeah. 2022 you so. know, Texas don't give a damn neither, so <laughs> that's true. Cowboys games have like thirty thousand um, people in uh, the stands.
1: Yeah, just to watch them lose, which is beautiful. <laughs> but look Um But yeah, but, they're back in LA in uh twenty twenty three. Okay. So twenty twenty three. And then twenty
0: four and twenty five, and we always talked about twenty twenty six being like yeah. the year that we think could be the time. Uh, I know that's five years from now, folks, here in Philly, but with the, with the it said would it be two hundred and fifty years, yeah, of the the country so mm-hmm. that two hundred fiftieth anniversary of the United States right, twenty twenty six we're gonna have the All Star game already penciled in, yeah, for Citizens Bank Park which is obviously way overdue for Citizens Bank Park. Oh, yeah. we've talked about that. I would imagine there're gonna be more events. Obviously, it's gonna be a big deal here in the Philly. Like a lot of stuff is gonna go down in twenty twenty six here throughout the year. I'm certain, especially July fourth, but. I'd imagine we're going to get more events happening here that year because of the two hundred fiftieth anniversary of the country, two hundred fiftieth birthday. So yeah. it could happen. Yeah. WrestleMania Liberty Bell, you know? <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania Cheesesteak. Sure, I'm sure they Cheesesteak. <laughs> l- listen,
1: the logo that they would come up with with the Liberty up Liberty Bell will probably be awesome. Like ah, we'll see.
0: What would that be? WrestleMania thirty. Ooh, that'd be 40s by that point. This is 37, so it'd be 42, I think, Ooh. or 43 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds Whatever. lame. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back We're the back numbers, to, but
1: not for the Philly one. Like for the Philly, we don't have to worry
0: about the numbers. <laughs> we, we can do, it. we can do it. Do it, WW, do it, do it. But back to Anaheim and the Royal Rumble. I said it was the home of the Anaheim Ducks, also the former home, of the Norman Arena football fans. So I got to mention it. Yeah. The L.A. KISS, (laughs) the (laughs) arena football team. When KISS, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons owned an arena football league team for like two seasons. And then that went away. So, so yeah. Arena football. RIP. Um, But, on this night, according to good old Wikipedia, there were 14,816 fans in attendance. And they were there pretty much to see, like I said, Vince McMahon and Steve Austin. Beat each other up. That was what the video open video package was about, and that's the tagline of the show. No chance in hell is all about the show. We got Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler on the call. Where you know no where, where's Jim Ross? Where he? I'm pretty sure this is one of his Bell's palsy yep. incidents. He mm-hmm. was taking time away to deal with that. I think he came back at WrestleMania this year to yep. call the main event. Yep, in Philly. But he was not a full time. Yep, in Philly. We talked about we interviewed him about that a couple of years yeah. ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we, you know, he wasn't a full time fixture. He wasn't at all a fixture at all on the shows at this point in uh, 1999. Uh, for that, the show is sponsored by one of those one like those collect call numbers, so it's yeah. ten ten two twenty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that blimp man, I love it.
0: If there's anything that feels super archaic on these shows, it's not like the wrestling. It's not the music, <laughs> really, because the wrestling feels a lot the same with the music. <laughs> like that's the problem yeah. too. But just one thing that feels very archaic when we do these shows is those collect numbers, <laughs> those call numbers. 1-800-COLLECT, uh, 20, one 1-800-CALL-ATT. Like, I remember those for some reason. Yeah. I mean, because they were so in archaic. our
1: face, and they were th- throughout all these wrestling programs. I mean, they were advertised a million times. So they yeah. just kind of did its job with us, with our generation, because I remember them yeah. like
0: yesterday. It just feels like so out of place. You, you could explain mm. that to a 20 year old right now who's oh, born in man. 2001. They would have no idea. Like they probably don't even know what a pay phone is, let alone a collect number. You know what I'm saying? Like it just feels so like a different world. Like yeah, I think people can wrap their heads around VHS tapes and like cassette tapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a collect number just feels, like, even to me, and I've never, because I've never used it, I, was, I wasn't really old enough. But it's just like, man, that's a—you talk about a throwback. That's it, yeah, right there. And I, so. I
1: remember like seeing these commercials and be like, why would anyone need to make long-distance calls anyway? Like, unless you're just <laughs> saying hi to—if unless you live across the country from your family. But they—they um, they advertise it so heavily that I'm just like, why would anybody want to talk on the phone that much? And that's part of the reason why I hate talking on the phone.
2: <laughs> it's <Yeah. laughs> it's,
0: it's damn like, luck uh, so annoying. <laughs> I'm kinda with you on that. I don't like talking on the phone that much yeah. either. Yeah. Just text me. For the most part. For the most part. But let's kick off the show. So are we with a good old match between Road Dog Jesse James and the Big Boss Man. This is the show opener for Royal Rumble nineteen ninety nine.
1: Hmm. They got hmm. the circle set going again.
0: They do. They did. They yeah. use that almost all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I love the fact that it wasn't a straight aisle, that it was like you know, crooked a little bit, and then you had the Royal Rumble logo in the back yeah. on the wall. I really liked the way that was set up at that point. I was like, "Hey, this this is special!" Like that was how right. you know they made it feel special back then.
0: They didn't do that for every show. No, they only did that no. for the big shows, like Survivor no. Series. Yep. Uh, maybe SummerSlam. Oh, that's the short hour way for SummerSlam in ninety eight. But um, yeah, big shows you get to the, the I guess the angled. Iowa, whatever you yeah, want to call yeah, it. But sure, yeah.
1: Whatever. That makes more sense than
0: Crooked. Crooked. <laughs> 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 Just people zigzagging through the arena <laughs> to get to the ring.
1: <laughs> I was always a big fan of that, though, even growing up. I, I, for some reason, I, I guess it's the first few wrestling shows I watched had it, so it stuck with me. I thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing.
0: It was kind of dope when you, in hindsight. I don't know if they'll do it ever again because the set is all so big and yeah, so and many only, and all that. The only that. time
1: they do it is the Royal Rumble, uh, where we've seen them do it at just it's a straight for aisle, the p- to the corner of the ring. So right, it's but, not to the middle of the ring.
0: But they'll do it sometimes, like you said, for the baseball stadiums yeah. uh, when they come out of the dugout, which I'll, I think is a dope yeah, thing I they do it. now. Or at least it. they did last year for the dugouts. I don't two, know if they'll uh, do it years. again. Two,
1: two years in a row they did that because yeah. Uh, what was it, 2019? I, they were so, some in some stage. 2019,
0: so. I think they were in Arizona. I think yeah. they're in Arizona. Yeah. Where were they and last, last year they were in Houston. Okay. Yeah. They so were in I, get, last year. I get
1: those mixed up a little bit. But um, yeah, I love that setting. There's no big stage. And there there's some people that don't like that. They're just like, it's the Royal Rumble. Where's I'm, the big stage? I'm like, dude, I'm cool I love the it. way they set it up the last two years.
0: I, I 100% agree. It's a unique setting. You don't get the unique sets too often, you know, because of just how they do it. But I, I people, do kind of miss.
1: Sorry, uh, I was going to say, seeing people behind the wrestlers coming out as they enter is cool, right. too. I like that visual.
0: And they're climbing up the steps to the dugout. Like, yeah, yeah. that's dope. Yep. I think that's dope. But uh, I agree. I, they, I wish they kind of did kind of scale back some of the sets and. Maybe not all of them. You know, I understand they want to make the shows look and feel big, but like, it, it gets, you kind of get desensitized to it because it's every week. Yep. But like, maybe scale back the set a little bit and then create that aisle way again where you like, so they had to make a turn or something like that. I don't know. It was, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I do miss it because they did that WrestleMania 14, did it here at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say they did it at WrestleMania, what WrestleMania, like 12 maybe? They did it too, maybe? <laughs> Um, yeah, they've yeah.
1: done it. Multiple they times did a lot because the they had the that old video screen, and then they would yeah. have the entrance to the right of it, and then it would look like you know it was, it was angled. Uh, they did that a lot right. back then, which was so. fine. Like I
0: like that. Yeah, just a little bit extra to it. So we're not going to get that this but, year,
1: though, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh, but Road Dogg, he was a hardcore champion at this point, point. and the thing with this is that he got the Metro Big Boss Man. But apparently, it was like, Road Dogg, because Road Dog was known not only as a hardcore champion, he was like a hardcore specialist, okay? This is like his environment, apparently, at this point. Which is wild to think about.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Road Dog being like a hardcore specialist. But, I remember Michael Cole saying like he thought it was suspicious that the corporation made it like a regular singles match. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so he, it was suspicious that they took away the use of weapons? Like... They made it a, so you're saying that big that Road Dog can't win a normal match? <laughs> That's what you're saying to me?
1: It was very weirdly constructed. Uh, what the yeah. hell? I, Something that I didn't even pick up on watching it live as a kid, you know, and it was just a weird thing that I didn't notice until now. It makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. But again, Speaking of a kid. Go oh, ahead. I'm
1: sorry. Uh, I did make note of this. Um, it was a weird story to tell, but I think they they did want to have Road Dog not wrestle. Uh, but with the whole hard, no hardcore rules thing, I just assume they did it at this point because of what was going to happen <laughs> in the Rock Mankind match, and maybe it would yeah. take away from it. But the yeah, way they went point. about like the whole explaining it was very weird.
0: Right. I find it suspicious that there's <laughs> not a hardcore match. <laughs> <laughs> the championship doesn't look like it's
1: good. <laughs>
0: <I don't know. laughs> you lost I,
1: it. I did. I don't know where the hell I was going with that one, but
0: <laughs> That's not a real championship. What's this hardcore stuff you talking about? That road dog.
1: Where's Jeff <laughs> Jarrett at?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your face before. <laughs> yeah, I was the roadie, <laughs> macho man. <laughs> It's which, me, by the way, Brian
1: at this point, uh, Macho Man was gone in WWE. He was like getting his knee worked on or something. So,
0: oh man, Yeah. Well, we got Jeff. We got Road Dog. We got Big Boss Man, who was one half of the World Tag Team Champions alongside Ken Shamrock. Uh, they they mentioned this in commentary. They were scheduled to defend the titles next night against Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett, which they lost <laughs> to Owen Hart <laughs> and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Which I remember because they were the Tag Team Champions going into WrestleMania, and there was just, like, this weird Battle Royal thing to see who could like challenge them yeah. on WrestleMania yeah, for the tag yeah. titles. And I think that was on Heat. Yep. And I remember watching Heat, hoping that I could watch WrestleMania that year because I, you know, I was a diehard fan, and my mom did not order WrestleMania for me that year, and I oh, cried no. my eyes out. Oh, I was like, oh, no. I want to watch WrestleMania.
1: The one in Philly, but, too? Oh.
0: Right. 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 I wasn't long into my wrestling fandom, so I don't think she realized how important it was to me yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was. I was. I was. I'm, I just remember watching like Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart talk, like being the champs and being out there at ringside. I think it was. I do commentary. I think. And I remember them. They're having a battle royal uh, to determine who was like going to face them at WrestleMania. It just seemed really, really weird, but the, you know, that's mm. what happened. Mm. Uh, this match was nothing to sneeze at. It's just like, oh, regular match. Big Boss Man hit the Sidewalk Slam, and he won. The end.
1: Yeah, and it's that,
0: sorry Cop's for the coming road, again.
1: <laughs> But uh, I did find I I saw a funny sign in the crowd. It was uh, you ever make a website when you were younger? Like your own website. Uh, no. <laughs> I used to make these wrestling websites. i like Angel Fire. It was like. You know I would have the these links the wrestlers' real names and whatever, and wrestler themes, and they'd be like the mid eye themes or whatever um <laughs> and there was a there was a sign in the crowd that said members dot slash foley <laughs> I, I remember like tripod like a web hosting service, a terrible one, like a free one, but <laughs> like oh my God, that's hilarious because I used to you know Angel fire. Was my web host where I would have these like wrestling sites and whatnot just and build them. And it was, it just made me laugh so hard because we're, in, we're still in '99, have you? And this was around the time that I started doing that stuff with like these wrestling sites. I had a classmate, uh, a friend that me and him shared this wrestling site. We would add stuff to it, you know, like WWF, WCW, and ECW, put frames there, so we would have the frame on the left side and a frame at the top. And I remember being like, man, that's so cool. I have my own website. And <laughs> I'm going to be rich. It was, an- <laughs> it was like Angel Fire. Then we put that counter at the bottom of the page where it would be like how many visits, you know, to your website. And it would hit like <laughs> 50, and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, it, that sign just made me laugh because it reminded me of that time frame. And just there saw, was a,
0: another wow. sign that's like rspw.com, which is like the old message board site from back in the yeah, day. Yeah,
1: that does sound familiar. I didn't see that one, but that does sound familiar. Rsvw. I saw that yeah. one
0: in the crowd, and I remember hearing about that like rspw. And panel was like a big message board site back in the day. I I, I wasn't old enough to go on there, so <laughs> probably would have um soiled my brain by going on there. I can only imagine when wrestling wrestling message boards were like in the late 90s I'm sure people were like well Austin I'm tired of Austin Can we get get somebody else on top please Austin is tired man his act is worn thin he's boring now oh great another monster truck (laughs) whoop-dee-doo all he does is come out hit a stunner and drink beer he has like five moves God, I'm bored. <laughs>
1: uh, I remember.
0: We, what I mean, about like... Billy Gunn? He's a star. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he should be in the main event. <laughs> no disrespect to Billy Gunn. Though, <laughs> but I'm sure people were doing that, man.
1: Dude, it was everywhere, and I would even go like they would have a live chat in addition to the message board and WrestleZone. You know that was my site back then. I would always go there, and I'd be in the chat room, and God, it was just so weird. I would be talking to this girl <laughs> well Lisa I thought she was a girl her <laughs> sc- <laughs>
2: getting catfished in <at> 99 <laughs> on wrestling,
0: wrestling
1: well her screen name was Nitro Girl in all caps so I'd be like hey Nitro don't Girl mean nothing <laughs> so uh, it was just like a weird time there and in that chat they would say stuff like that and um, I remember like I'm saying Goldberg was better than Austin because he's more intense and all this. And then, like, Perry Saturn would be wearing, like, black tights that night. He'd be like, oh, he must be copying Austin. He's wearing black tights. Ooh. Like, all this stuff. It was great. It was
0: awesome. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I am 100% sure. I could only imagine what it was like. Cause you, the a stuff deep... that's on the message board was just on the message board. It wasn't blast yeah. to the public like a Twitter, like Twitter is now, yeah, or Facebook exactly. or whatever. Exactly. So you can say whatever you want, and nobody will see it. <laughs> like are The people that you said it to. I would get not up that big of a community.
1: I would get up, get on there, and be like, "Who, who, who is talking crap now? Who do I gotta? Who, who do I gotta teach about wrestling? You know?" That was. That was some of my days back then. It's crazy to think about now. Maybe we got to do a deep dive on the ninety-eight, ninety-nine internet or something. Oh, no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I like the lady from Get Out. No, 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 no. We wanted to do that. No, 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 no.
2: No, 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 no.
0: That's okay. I mean, I guess we could hit the Wayback Machine up and see what's on the sites. Oh, man. That'd be funny, but... Yeah, that's how much we cared about this opening match. It was just Yeah, uh, it
1: was just, just not just even match. like they were feuding. It was like DX and the corporation but it this had no juice at all.
0: No. And it's funny to think that they were feuding, but like DX wasn't really fully good guys, even though the fans loved them. Especially X Pac. And they like Triple H too, but they loved X Pac, I think. And the New Age out, they loved all the four of the guys in China. <laughs> but they weren't really they weren't really like fully like Traditional baby faces, obviously, and that that w- that wouldn't have fit them anyway. It's just that, like I said, like that sh- those shades of gray. I guess that DX got away with uh, at this point. But um, yeah, yeah, just, I guess just you do like
1: they did the corporation skit, uh, which was, I mean, just the same as they did on the nation like the previous year. So, um, to me, they were uh, they were like full baby faces. So I don't know if I I missed something. Uh, that you saw that maybe made you well, think they were later well, on. You, maybe on in the it's night, because uh, I'm sorry, but the January Fourth Raw, they kind of left Shawn Michaels, who was a good guy again, to get beat up by the corporation. So I kind of, I, I mm. guess,
0: I that's where they, I also was like,
1: uh, what are they? they doing They also here? helped
0: Mick Foley win the title. Yeah, but mm. later in the night, when Triple H doing his promo with you know Billy Gunn and Road Dogg, which you can kind of see like tell Triple H is going to dip out on him soon when mm. Road Dogg snatched the mic away mm. and Triple H gave that look, like, you can tell like, alright, this is this is the beginning of the end for DX. Oh, wow. See, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. It's the little things, man, you got to pick up on, but mm. Triple H was like, look, I'm trying to get that $100,000. I'm going to eliminate <laughs> Austin. That wasn't necessarily a babyface thing to say like right, ba- Austin true. is getting screwed over in this, yeah. but he's like, screw that. I'm getting a hundred hundred stacks. <laughs> Which is what anybody would say in that instance. But it's not necessarily like the traditional good guy thing to do. You probably want to help Austin. You know, like, oh, this is wrong. I don't think it's right, blah, 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 blah whatever. But nope, they're like, nope, I want that 100000 Like, I'm yeah. trying to win. Every yeah. man for himself. I don't care. So, uh, but moving on, we got another member of DX, Billy Gunn, challenging Ken Shamrock for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Ken Shamrock, of course, like I said earlier, also one half of the World Tag Team Champions, but only for one more night. So, he went into this show as a double champion, and this match came about, apparently, because Billy Gunn, as Mr. Ass, is wont to do, mooned Ken Shamrock's kayfabe sister, Ryan Shamrock. Remember Ryan Shamrock? I definitely do. Yeah, so. That was creepy, For some reason. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that was kind of creepy. Was she that hot or something? I I mean, yeah. they, They saw it.
1: He showed her on the uh,
0: in the highlights. I don't recall. I don't remember. Mm. Um, but uh, they try to give, I guess, some death to Ken and give him a reason yeah. to get mad all the time. So <laughs> it's like let's have his high sister out there and people sexually harass her a lot. And then Ken, being the good big brother that he is, would try to kill him. <laughs> so then let's give him a reason yeah. to get upset: mm. sexual harassment. But. Uh, this, of course, enraged Ken Shamrock, and it made him so mad that he gave Billy Gunn a title match. So, <laughs> at, at the Royal Rumble, <laughs> it, it is so, so funny, funny he hearing Michael
1: game. Cole trying to make sense of it, be like, "Billy Gunn's plan worked because he got Shamrock I was like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah, by committing sexual harassment, by mooning this woman, she did not ask for this. It's terrible. Mm-mm-mm. Unsafe work environment for ranch. Sh- Ryan Sh- Why well, was she there? She was just, she was just hanging out. She's, yeah, she's
1: just chilling, and then she wound up uh, get, hooking up with Val Venus like next
0: month oh, or man. something like that. Yeah. Oh boy, Val Venus. We're gonna yeah. talk about him a little bit later. Yeah. His yeah, crazy ass. But um, <laughs> this match though. It, the thing about this match is we talk about Billy Gunn and Ken Shamrock. They are two fantastic athletes. Like Ken Shamrock was awesome. He probably. I wish he came along like either like 10, 15 years earlier or maybe like around now where he would be taken. He was taken seriously back then, but I think he would get a longer run at the top than he did, you know, in WWF. Mm. But how awesome was Ken Shamrock, a legitimate UFC champion, you know, tagged the most dangerous man in the world, not by WWF, but by ABC, (laughs) right? By national television. And he got Billy Gunn, who's just, you know, big old corn-fed dude who still jacked up to this very day. Uh and can still is pretty athletic for his size, had a great look, charisma. For some reason, neither one of these guys really had a run at the top. I mean, Ken Shamrock had a couple main event matches. Billy Gunn never really got there. He had that one match with The Rock, The Rock buried him <laughs> and yeah. that was it. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: Yeah, and that wasn't even a main event. I was like, oh, No, that was like
0: the, at best semi main. Yeah of SummerSlam that one year 99 yeah. i should say yeah because they billy gunn won king of the ring this year
1: yeah that's right
0: because they were really trying to get him to that upper echelon and then they put him in a kiss my ass match with the rock i guess the rock didn't really want to be in that match with billy gunn and i guess he didn't see <laughs> billy gunn as on his level which he you know in hindsight he was kind of right even though i like billy gunn but he was on the rocks level uh, yeah. but you just look at them, you would think they were on the same level, but you can just tell there's there's a difference, there's mm-hmm. some inexplicable inexplicable factor that Billy Gunn, for whatever reason, just quite didn't quite have. But they put him in a kiss my ass match, and The Rock bared him on a microphone every chance he got. <laughs> God, <laughs> but my name, what do you say, Bob? But my name is Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on, man. It was over for Billy Gunn at that point. It was a wrap. So, <laughs> yeah, I, would... I was
1: definitely on the Billy Gunn bandwagon at this point. I, I was like, okay, Raw Dog, Road Dogs, the cardcore champion. Billy Gunn's going to be Intercontinental champion, and it's going to be awesome. Like That was my thought process.
0: <laughs> it's not, I mean, Billy Gunn did eventually become Intercontinental champion, but it didn't really springboard yes. him up to greater successes in wwf besides being winning more tag titles you know yeah. like
1: and literally like, like two months crumbles. two months later they just swapped the titles billy gum became a champion but it was hardcore champion yeah, and the was Ro- R- road dog was the intercontinental champion it was like, it was like right
0: before that? wrestlemania wasn't yeah, it it was like yeah. something weird And road dog walked into wrestlemania as the intercontinental champion it's yeah. like what <laughs> yeah
1: i did not like it i was I, uh, I blame Vince <laughs> Russo because he was like, everyone thinks Billy Gunn's going to be IC champ. Uh, Road Dogg's hardcore champion right now. Let's just switch him.
0: <laughs> yeah, because Road Dogg made sense as an intercontinental champion. And mm. not just, again, no disrespect to Road Dogg. Just, that seemed like <laughs> Billy Gunn's spot. <laughs> like, yeah, right? It seemed like the intercontinental yeah. championship should go on somebody who you think has potential to be in the main events. Mm. I just didn't see that in Road Dogg. I mm. saw it in Billy Gunn. Yep. Didn't quite work out, but I saw it in Billy Gunn. Yep. So, whatever. Uh, but this match, it was a good match. We had Ken Shamrock, you know, working on the ankle a lot because he had the ankle lock. Uh, so that was his finish. I remember Jerry Lawler at one point saying that he wanted to get a, a thing going to impeach Shawn Michaels as the commissioner of <laughs> WWF, which is like because that was happening in you know our presidency that you know Bill Clinton at that point was be I guess being or already had think, been yeah, the I second think he president.
1: Because uh, that was like in the summer, I think,
0: of '98. Something like so, that, yeah. But he was being is, impeached. Okay. He's only the second president to be impeached. Uh, to, being impeached doesn't mean you're not president anymore. It's just the, right. the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, of course, we've had two more since then with the same guy. <laughs> <Duncan>. <laughs> wild. But is A
1: WWE Hall of Famer.
0: <laughs> w- and only one of them is in WWE Ooh. Hall of Fame. Man. Wow. But uh, so I remember that. Um, Shamrock, again, working over Gun's leg. I remember Gun- Billy Gunn was cursing a couple times while he was selling, which <laughs> was, it was like wild to hear. Like, oh, he's cursing. Okay. Uh, well, of course, we get the obligatory ref bump, which is surprisingly the only one of the night. Oh. If this was WCW, we would have had four more.
1: <laughs> In the same match.
0: Right. But this is the only one to have a ref bump. This is how, like, WWF, as much as they were doing some wild stuff, They still showed some restraint, (laughs) like okay, we're gonna have a ref bump, but we're only gonna have one. But WCW would have three consecutive matches have a ref bump, (laughs) like, and it's just like oh god again, like. Mm -hmm. So they had some restraint in what they were doing, uh. But when that ref was down, old crazy ass Valvina's ran in (laughs) and hit Ken Shamrock with a DDT, and then but Billy Gunn couldn't capitalize. He tried to. Do a big move from the top rope, hurt his ankle. Ken Shamrock locked on the ankle lock, and he tapped out. That was it. What a moron. Ken Shamrock retains. What an absolute <laughs> moron. Like,
1: he's, he's selling the hell out of his foot, and he goes to the top rope for an axe handle. I would think a, a cross body block would be more believable because um, you're not landing right on your foot, but an axe handle, like he went for an axe handle, and he
0: landed right on his foot. Like, come on, Billy.
1: Whoever, Look, he knew, whoever put together he knew that match. He knew Ready to Rumble was like, coming on. out.
0: He knew Ready to Rumble was coming out, and the finishing move was the crown. <laughs> he wanted to, like, get that as his own move before the movie came out. You know what I'm saying? That He was thinking oh, thinking oh, ahead. God. He was using the third eye on this one, thinking ahead. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's, you got to use your third eye, my brother. So,
1: uh, <laughs> I just wish they would have, like, to me, that stood out to me, even watching it live. I remember thinking, like, what's he doing? But... At that point, I still knew. I knew, like, you know, everything was predetermined. But still, I was like, that makes no sense. And <laughs> yeah, I went on the message of board to be like, this is ridiculous.
0: I was on the Billy Gunn bandwagon. I thought he was going to win the War Rumble tonight, but now he's stupid.
2: <laughs>
0: but I do think he'll win King of the Ring and beat the Rock at SummerSlam. <laughs> mm. He didn't. He did one of Spoiler. those things. He did not. <laughs> he did. He did do one of those things. And he's going to beat Austin for the title at Unforgiven. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> and <laughs> Triple H is going to help him win. <laughs> and then Billy Gunn becomes the lead of DX. <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> and then Billy Gunn and Triple H have a feud with a right to be the leader of DX, right? And then Billy Gunn wins. Triple H goes off to obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be seen again.
1: <laughs> uh, and then Billy Gunn Gun
0: becomes this Bil- <laughs> character called the game, right? <laughs>
1: like Billy Gunn starts stating Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Changed the whole trajectory of history yeah. with that. That's right funny. now
1: Triple H would be in AEW right now as a producer.
0: Right. <laughs> and occasionally wrestling with yeah. his son. Like. <laughs> still Wild. jacked up though. He's still in good shape. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Who knows how uh l- what Billy Gunn would look like if he was in that role at this point. Maybe oh, he wouldn't look as good as he <laughs> does right now.
0: Or he looks like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, <laughs> Billy Gunn is a big dude, bro. I think people don't understand how big Billy Gunn is. He's yeah. a big old 6'5", six, 6'6 six, six ass dude. As yeah. you see walking the walking out of the you are like, whoa! <laughs> like, homeboy is yoked up, so. <laughs> so he'd be even bigger looking like the Hulk out here, but uh, t- a tanned up incredible Hulk. Blonde hair, but uh. Moving on, we get a, a little shot there with Co- Michael Cole talking about the Royal Rumble, and he talked about it at Vince McMahon and Steve Austin being one-on-one, and that was it. <laughs> like, he didn't mention anybody <laughs> yeah. else that was in the match. Right. He didn't mention, I don't remember him mentioning what was at stake. It's like, just like, like Austin like, and McMahon, one-on-one. Yeah.
1: It's like, dude, the odds are against them. Like They're not going to win. Neither of them are going to win. They're one and two. But it's like, hey, this year, that did not matter. There are
0: twenty eight other people in the match.
1: <laughs> After them, <laughs> <You> can, like
0: <laughs> right. So you know you could probably mention one or two of them too. You know, but whatever. <laughs> Moving on though, we have another match featuring someone from Degeneration X. This time it's X Pac,
1: who was defending Hit,
0: <laughs> 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 who was defending. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a damn bird. X Pac, yeah. Like, like Frankie
1: <laughs> Jimmy Hart comes see to- that Frankie <laughs> huh baby
0: you see that baby
1: which one's X-Pac and which one's Frankie
0: <laughs> ah, see that X-Pac <laughs> kid before as a matter of fact i think his name was kid wasn't it one two three or four five six i seen you before right if i saw you in wcw didn't i you were you were you're were six you went from one two three to six i know you you're not fooling me you like, yeah, Mach, it's me it's sean waltman you, you know we used to hang out back in the day <laughs> I wasn't WCW and then I left. Remember, we went to NWO together. Remember, <laughs> it's me, Sean Waltman. <laughs> Weren't you the lightning kid? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Not the lightning kid,
1: <laughs> which is why, why didn't they just keep that for him? I don't know what they made such a big deal, by the way, on TV about renaming him. It made me laugh. That's the one thing I remember so vehement, vehemently, or I don't even think I'm vehemently. using that right. Yeah, whatever, vehemently. Whatever. Not even using that right, <laughs> but I got you uh,
0: <laughs> vividly. Maybe be it vividly. vividly
1: there you go. N- uh, where they were like, "What's this? What's his name?" Uh what's? It's like, "Oh, he's gonna reveal his name." Uh, top <laughs> Top Petkill probably revealed it on like Mania at one point. I was like, he's "Yeah,
0: you his name." Yeah. Who like, cares? What, what are we
1: gonna call him? What are we gonna call this kid?
0: <laughs> one, two, three. Kid. It's like
1: he had Lightning Kid on his tights <laughs> when he beat Razor.
0: Like, come on. Now he's one two three kid, which, in hindsight, that's kind of a stupid name. <laughs> it is, but it was memorable at the time, and we still remember the one two three kid. Nobody oh, yeah. calls him Lightning Kid, maybe because right. he was never Lightning Kid on WWF, right? That I could remember, but at the time it was like, oh, one two three kid, that's different, that's unique, because you didn't hear anybody with numbers in their name, <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 you know. Everybody had Cause his he, name.
1: Because he beats you. what if he what if he submits you? Like then what then what?
0: Then he's the submission kid. <laughs> or he's a disqualification kid. Or the count out kid. He's a small package kid. Oh no, they don't want to call him that. No. <laughs> I just thought of that. Uh the schoolboy kid. I don't
2: know. something. Oh, man. But
0: he's defending on this night. He's X Pac on this night. <laughs> Which is also a stupid name, um, but that's his name, Sean X Pac Waltman. He's defending the European Championship against Gangrel, who was a vampire. <laughs> that's straight up what Gangrel was, pretty much. Or he was—they they said he was into the goth uh, type of vibe. He was a goth kind of gothic kind of guy. But he came to the ring and would spit blood on people, and people loved it. <laughs> right? People couldn't get enough of it. It's pretty much the guy from The Lost Boys this uh, character was actually, I don't know, at the time it was kind of cool, Blade was out, people like Blade and Vampires, but the theme music is where oh, it's yeah. at with Gangrel oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. the Brood, the the theme music the entrance whoa, that's, that was dope that music hit hard as hell that, that movie, you, people call about oh, this slaps and that slaps, no, Gangrel's <laughs> and the Brood's theme music slapped slapped you silly, pow, 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 pow That music that music was dope that beat, that beat was hard, bro. It was.
1: And that's like a, a theme song that you want for baby faces. You're like, yeah, but Gangrel was a heel. And it's just like, man, like I, I just want to cheer for him just because of his theme music.
0: Nah, he was a babyface in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which, by the way,
1: uh, I was going to say, I appreciate them editing whatever the hell commentary was saying out of his entrance so we could hear the theme like uninterrupted because they definitely like in 1999 WWF Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler were not silent during anything so uh, you know they literally had from Gangrel's entrance to when he's like drinking the bl- blood from the cup on the ring steps like they were silent so I don't know what they were saying in real time I I gotta go find my VHS to see what the hell they were saying but whatever it was <laughs> was edited out of the WWE Network version
0: mm yeah, we gotta hear that music, bro. See that that, that, that happens, music.
1: by the way, WWE Network, they do that a lot. They like take away commentary a lot, especially on like old mm. nitros and stuff. So I've noticed that like the it's never that silent for that long. It's something that's <laughs> somebody's out, talking. Yeah, it's stood out to me, especially uh, you know, during this entrance.
0: Right. But yeah, that that song, that song was a pop. Like That's I don't care. Right. What nobody said you can fight me. The, the brood and the entrance was dope too. And they would come up through the ring of fire. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. What that was hard. Mm-hmm. What that was crazy. That's something that I'm surprised they still don't. They don't do like again. Like that was right. hard. Like, I guess you can't just replicate it and steal it. But like, man, that was so dope. Whoever came up with that concept was dope. Like that was a great idea. And that song, Jim Johnson, was a monster for that. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite theme songs of all time. I know there's yeah. a lot of theme songs people like. But the Brew theme song, you just sit there and bob your head to it. That went crazy <laughs> on that. Uh, that song was crazy. But um, we get a into the match, and here we go with Michael Cole. You mentioned commentary. <laughs> this is probably the third match in a row that he mentioned that both of these wrestlers are doing double duty. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we know, bro. Like, we get it. Like, say it a different way, at least. Like, he said, like, the same exact way every time. Right, right. <laughs> And then he said, I remember him saying, he said it multiple times. He said, What a maneuver. <laughs> I'm like, Vince had to have told him to say that. Because like, Michael Cole was not really like a, a person in the wrestling business. He was a, like, he would say when he was a heel, and he was telling the truth. He was a broadcast journalist. He was a legitimate broadcast journalist who somehow has been with WWE for over 20 years now. Like, so our
1: friend, Top Hat Gil.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, but. You know, he's, like I said, a legitimate guy. He wasn't like a, just a guy who's in wrestling. He was a legitimate announcer, legitimate broadcaster. So I'm sure he, the, the the way the Vince McMahon talk, Vince McMahon probably loved him because he could mold and shape him to what he wanted him to be. Where Jr. He, he was already calling matches beforehand in Mid South and WCW. He probably wasn't going to take to the molding as much as Michael Cole was. Michael Cole wanted to learn. This is the new endeavor for him. So I'm sure what a maneuver came out of that. (laughs) Like you know? Yeah. But I hate it. It only works when Vince says it. And it barely works then. So here's another thing Michael Cole said on the commentary. He said X Pac was perhaps the greatest European champion ever. (laughs) And I'm like think I'm like What? (laughs) for one that's a strange statement because the European Championship I I guess in 99 it was still significant but it's still only two years old like it started in 97 so it's barely two years old he's already the greatest champion ever it's only like 180 days old (laughs) like or I guess more than that Be like like, either way it's not that old but then you look up and down the list let's say you know look at it from a macro view and you're like, damn, he might be. <laughs> like, he might actually be one of the greatest European champions of all time. Because he is one of only five people. Now I don't know if this is a good thing, but this is what it is. One of only five people to hold the title for more than 100 days in a single reign. Because the title would just bounce back and forth. It was like WWE's TV title, essentially, but they just yeah. called it the European title. So, the longest singular reign in the history of the championship, British Bulldog, the first champion, he held it for 205 days. No one claimed close to that <laughs> after that. Eddie Guerrero, actually Matt Hardy, had the next longest one. He had 122 days. Triple H had it for 119 for one singular reign. I think he had a, he had two reigns. I think he had another like 30 or so days after that. And then Eddie Guerrero had it for 110 during his title reign, but X Pac was over held this title for over 100 days. I don't remember exactly how long. Uh, But he's the ghost. (laughs) But he's up there. He's he's in that conversation, bro. (laughs) He's in the conversation for one of the greatest European champions of all time. I mean. For what it's worth, I guess you can't take it away from him. <laughs> yeah, he, you could know? Have, I mean, he could have it. <laughs> this particular reign for Xbox lasted 119 days. Just mm. so we're good on that, 119 days. He had it. That was the second reign. The first reign he only had it for 13 days. So that's pretty much the lifespan of the European champion. It's was like 30 days, 50 days, 12. A day, you know, 44 days, and they would. just But he also
1: really uh, lost it to <laughs> a non-wrestler, Like, guess. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. So. Not a non-wrestler. Shame it, man.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. a WrestleMania, right? Mm. I don't after, know. It, before it might have been before actually. that. Yeah. It was before. They, it was February 15th. Yeah, Playboy they 15. did that. They did that. Yeah. A
1: lot of title changes before, so
0: they only had one like at the pay-per-view. It was so annoying. Yeah. Weird. Weird stuff. Uh, so, yeah, there's your European championship history. Uh, you're welcome, listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> um, another thing I wrote here was that the Bronco Buster. Remember that move? I do. Yeah. That move was hella over for some reason. It really was. <laughs> People loved the Bronco Buster. And I remember as a kid, like, thinking, like, that was one of the coolest moves to do. Like, the Bronco Buster. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, you're just throwing your ass up and down to somebody's chest, like, 12 <laughs> times. Like, that's the move.
1: He did it in the Rumble match, too. And it was—I think it might have even been more over in the toward the Rumble match, or at least maybe it's just my mind. But I thought the crowd was more into it then. But I mean, yeah, he he did it in WCW. He was—I think he was one of the first people I saw do it when he was in WCW, and then he just that became Xbox move to me. So whenever anyone else did it, it was like oh, that's that's Xbox move. Like, What are you
0: doing, <laughs> Bronco Buster? That was a popular move back in the day. Yeah. But here's the thing about this match, see. Mm. This match didn't come without some controversy. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Mm. Our boy Teddy Long, Theodore Long, was the referee for the match. At one point, Gangrel and X-Pac both hit the mat. Look, both of the shoulders on the mat, but it looked like Gangrel was kind of getting the pain on X-Pac. Yeah. And Teddy Long definitely counted to three. (laughs) One, two, three on the one, two, three kid. And then just nothing happened. Nothing. And it's like, oh, well, we'll he just that didn't happen.
1: He counted one, two, three. It's a two, two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Cole's like, well, he said
1: two. He's like, the bell didn't and ring just, oh, right away.
0: So was like, no, I thought he counted three. Like, I could have sworn he said three. And the fans were like, three, yeah, three.
1: Like, we hear. But the funny part is they even replayed that. Was like, why Yeah,
0: why? Why did they do that? Why? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Somebody clearly messed up there. Mm. But for that Teddy Long, because you messed up, you have to go one-on-one <laughs> with the Undertaker! <laughs> or worse, he had to go one-on-one with Vince when he got backstage, I'm pretty sure. I know Vince cussed his ass out. God damn it, what are you doing? You counted to three. Who's who's supposed to get the show to I know Vince was going off. Oh.
1: He did not want to put the title on Gangrel. <laughs> said, no. no. Vampires can't I have I know titles. he's supposed to
0: win. I know he, because you see, Teddy, after he messed up the count, kind of fixed his earpiece a little bit. I know he's yeah, getting yeah. cussed yeah. out in that earpiece. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to take it out of my ear. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like getting cussed out no more. <laughs> I was going to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that. God damn it, what are you doing? <laughs> why did you count to three? Like,
1: so. how, how do you even think that's the ending of the match? Like, I don't wonder. But it was even messed up to begin with, like, the whole bump and whatnot, and then Gangrel trying to pin. Like, even the pin was messed up. So, uh, I guess, like, I wasn't there from Teddy's vantage point. Maybe he just got messed up. But well, still, so why do to you count fair, three, they'd... though?
0: To be fair, I think they tell the refs to count through, like regardless. Yeah, of Yeah, but happens, it, you it didn't look through. like
1: their shoulders were down at the three. I think he just kept counting. That's fair. Like I feel like, at least from what I remember, it looked like the kickout already occurred. But
0: yeah, it was a, it yeah. was definitely a weird looking pin situation, mm-hmm. and he probably could have got away with if he did one two. No one had to finish. He could have stopped counting and been like, "Oh, the shoulders weren't down, like right, right. something to that extent." Right. But he just counted through, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like. This is a three count, baby. And then it was like, oh wait, that's not the finish. Uh, let's keep going. His hand was coming down from
1: the three, and he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna
0: do it. I'm just uh, figure it out nope. afterwards. <laughs> keep going." Did <laughs> <laughs> he hit the mat? And it was like, nope, not over yet. On <laughs> second thought, no. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so and the
1: crowd got into it. And it you you effed up. Oh, all right it was chanting.
0: You messed up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was yeah, deserved. Match. So yeah, there's it, nothing to do about it. Uh, the match is pretty short. X Pac won. It looks like under six minutes. So there you go. European Championship match, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Another DX show. So after three members of DX, why not the fourth and fifth members of DX? Now we go back to backstage to Kevin Kelly as he's interviewing <laughs> Triple H in China. But before Triple H can get a word in. Like I said earlier, Road Dog kind of snatched the mic away from Kevin Kelly and said he is going for the bounty. They all said they're going for the bounty. That's on Austin's head because I I failed to mention earlier, Miss McMahon, uh, all, you know, besides saying there's no chance in hell that Austin would win, he also placed a one hundred thousand dollar bounty on Steve Austin's head. He whoever was the man or woman in China's case to eliminate Steve Austin from the Royal Rumble, they would be $100,000. Thousand dollars richer for some reason in my mind, I started thinking of like, what if they turn Vince into a Doctor Evil type character who's like too old and he doesn't he thinks like a hundred thousand dollars is like or like a thousand dollars like a lot of money to a wrestler still and he's like I will give you fifty thousand dollars like Vince that's not a lot of remember Doctor Evil and Austin Powers yeah. and he's like we're doing for one million dollars yeah. and it's like what I'm like okay $1 million dollars that's <laughs> it <laughs> so. I'm thinking like they turned Vince into that and he's trying to do like old dastardly things to people. It's like, what? what are you doing? Like, that was, this is not the 80s no more, Vince. Like, I'll pay for <laughs> a free take of power. gas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you a, a Super Nintendo. Would you like that, huh? huh? <laughs> you like video games, right, Xavier Woods? How about a Super Nintendo? Oh, whoa, whoa. wait a minute. Sega Genesis. Shane McMahon, like, Shane like that back in the day. Sega Genesis. You like Sega Genesis still? <laughs> they have Pac-Man on there, right? <laughs> like a DVD player? Like, if people call him a <laughs> DVD. <laughs> like, you can watch your movies crystal clear. i could you cable. You like cable, huh? <laughs>
1: hey, people might start <laughs> be going back to cable at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, you give giving away cable, alright. But, um, I just, like, you know, people call Vince out of touch. Like, what if they made that a character on TV? He's just like, Doing stuff that's that like clearly, he's a clearly out of touch old man. I think it'd be a hysterical character on TV. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> you go out there and you beat up Kevin Owens, I'll give you a pair of British Knights. You like British Knights, right? <laughs>
1: you want one week
0: paid vacation? <laughs> 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 to, to the
1: Bahamas! <laughs>
0: Oh man, those Nickelodeon shows—they would, the, the, the some of the prizes they would give, like on Legends of the Hen Temple, to like the, the people who got eliminated on like the moat, like you know the, yeah. the, the crappy teams who couldn't even make it across the damn moat. <laughs> <laughs> they give them like a squeegee or something, <laughs> like some <something laughs> trash brand name. <laughs> you get a composition book and <laughs> get your trash ass out of here. <laughs> Oh. you couldn't even make it across the boat with your trash ass <laughs> there's a pack of pencils and get out of here <laughs> you better oh. go off and become a scientist or something cause you ain't gonna be no athlete <laughs> oh, and then great. they you know give them sneakers or a vacation you know if you want trip to the Bahamas <laughs> with that voice
1: some expenses paid <laughs> not all expenses
0: paid Pushing the crew to the Virgin Islands. <laughs> but you gotta get there yourself, out of your own pocket.
1: <laughs> right? Like come
0: on. <laughs> oh man. That's that's that was a good times right there, man. Game shows were game shows back then. Yeah. just terrible prizes. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I gotta go back man. and watch some of those.
0: Oh, man. Legends of the Hint Temple is a classic watch.
1: It was on uh Games and Sports uh, channel, but I guess they got rid of it. Oh, Nickelodeon thought. Gas? Like my yeah. favorite channel back when yeah. I was like 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was uh, great. It was great. They even had yeah, uh, so. the Wild and Crazy Kids and whatnot. And they would do like crazy oh, stuff. Classic. So.
0: Another classic. Guts and stuff like that. Yeah. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Classic show. Uh, back to this not-so-classic show. We get to... <laughs> Shane McMahon, who comes out to whatever the hell his theme music was at this point. Absolute trash. It was not the, uh, money, 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 I think, money. Naughty By Nature. Yeah, I think Naughty By Nature did that song. I think. I could be wrong. But that song, which is iconic, you know, the Money, Money, yeah. Money song. Yeah. This song was garbage. <laughs> like, I don't know what this was. It was trash. But he brings out Luna vashon who earlier in the night on Sunday Night Heat, Beat up Sable and caused a back injury. For gave Sable. her
1: gave her a chronic back
0: injury. <laughs> what the hell is Shane Chronic, <laughs> yeah. That night, it's already <laughs> chronic. She's had it for two hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> one of those two-hour uh, chronic back injuries.
1: That stood out to me. Like I don't, don't even remember his theme song, but when he said that, I was like, "Oh, Sable suffered a chronic back injury." Like
0: what? <laughs> Yeah, she just got it. How's yeah. it she, the pain hasn't even subsided yet. <laughs> I don't know, uh. but you know, it, they, they when they talked about heat and they got me to thinking. It's like, yo, they would shoot full angles on heat before yeah. pay per views, yep, and they would have main eventers coming out on heat doing stuff. Like they showed later in the night, you know, Austin uh, uh, McMahon slaps Austin in the face. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley was scheduled for a match, you know, during Heat that The Rock came in and beat him up during. This is a <laughs> WWE champion having a match on Heat. This is this is how like much they were going, the extent they were going to to the sell these pay per views. They would give away anything they wanted and he wanted on Heat as like a as an appetizer including the champion <laughs> you know your promotion yeah. and your top stars just in the name of getting you to get like to you know to salivate like oh man and i gotta see this this is gonna be crazy and then people i'm sure it worked people would go ahead and hit that order button because of what they saw on heat well you don't they don't have to do that anymore The pre-show i mean mm-hmm. they don't even do pre-shows anymore yeah because of the mm-hmm. pandemic they still do they still do i i, I had no idea Honestly, I have I mean, no I, idea. I don't they pay kick-off shows. close
1: attention to them anymore, but I'm,
0: I know they do. So, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about kickoff shows. They feel like so long ago because they would advertise matches on the kickoff shows, right. which those matches would be sometimes be sometimes be big matches, but they wouldn't shoot angles. They wouldn't right. have promos like right. with the big stars. But back they in the '90s, a, I mean, you could go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say they did such a better job in this era of using heat for their pay-per-views. Uh, I remember WCW had main event on Sundays before some of their pay-per-views and uh, I would watch it, but I wouldn't always get the pay-per-view or whatever. So like the mid nineties and, uh, like it didn't stick with me as much as these like WWF shows did when they would utilize heat. And, uh, like, obviously I would already be, my mom would have already ordered it by, by that point. But, it would just make me anticipate it even more. Like that, if that's oh, yeah. even
0: possible, I like,
1: "I know I'm getting it, but man, I want to see it like right now." You know,
0: right? It it definitely worked, especially for I guess for me yeah. and you because we were kids. Yeah. So we were easily suckered into stuff like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching Heat before a lot of pay per views. Ones I ordered, once I didn't order, but I would watch Heat, and it would get me so excited for these shows. Yeah. And then back in the day. Old school pay-per-view when they would give you like the 15 minute 10 15 minute preview of like the mm. first match or so and then it would cut off and I'm like oh <laughs> man <laughs> damn <laughs> I thought they let me slide this time <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> damn but no yeah but that, that that's just just you know taking me back to my childhood seeing Sunday night heat but it's just it's just interesting to see how much they would shoot on Sunday night heat um, before the pay-per-views but of course, this leads to, well, Shane said that because of the chronic back injury that Sable suffered, she's going to forfeit the WWE Women's Championship. Sable came to the ring favoring her back because she has a chronic back injury. <laughs> but instead of forfeiting, she grabbed the microphone and said, ring the bell. And they did. And upstarted a Women's Championship strap match. I don't know if this is promoted before the show. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm eat. sure it was. But it was just like, whoa, strap match too? Wait a second. What's going on here? <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting that. So we got a women's title strap match between Sable and Luna. It's one of those strap matches where you got to drag your opponent to all four corners and hit the corners in, in succession. So, you know, they, standard or fair, they hit each other with the strap. They try to hit the four corners. Doesn't quite work. Sa- Luna, I should say, gets a bright idea to carry Sable along for her turnbuckle, you know, Time, but gotta keep my eye on <laughs> right? But doesn't know that Sable is also hitting the turnbuckles right after her. Classic so the old move. trick of the classic, yeah, classic move. We've seen that so many times. Uh, they both get to three. Uh, Shane jumps up to interfere on behalf of Luna because he wanted Luna to win, but then a, a, a fan, a crazed fan, jumps in the, over the guardrail <laughs> into the ring, punches Luna in the face, knocks her out cold. An escape somehow does all of that before security can get to her. She (laughs) runs off, and Sable hits the final turnbuckle to win the match. Even though all that you know seems kind of you know not plausible, but it was a nice touch to have at least security chasing her out of the arena, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: just so you know, like she doesn't belong here. Because you see, a lot of times something like that's supposed to happen. There's no security nowhere to be found. Somebody (laughs) they're banned from the building yet they just (laughs) stroll right on in. And security isn't nowhere to be found. Somehow
1: they had a mask on,
0: you know, right? Or like was it Kevin Owens? He had the hood on on SmackDown, yeah. and he just <laughs> yeah, rolled right. right on in. That's all you need is a hoodie to get in. Like that's it. So at least they had security kind of chasing out, you know, chasing her out. But of course, that fan, quote unquote, was Tori. Remember Tori? Yeah, yeah.
1: She I was in DX at one point, quite well.
0: Yeah. So of course, this is the. From what I remember, what I remember, the first, like, crazed stalker fan storyline that WWE did. It was done, I think, better in 2006 with Trish Stratus and Mickie James, but this was, like, the first iteration of that with Tori and Sable, but it ended up, you know, whereas Trish Stratus and Mickie James actually ended up in a pretty good match. This did not end up in a good match. This was one of the worst women's matches in WrestleMania history. Mm. And if Sable B- became the
1: heel. <laughs> so it was just kind of like, you would think it would be the other way around in a way. But the way they told the story of Sable by that point, just two months later, was the big heel.
0: Right. But th- that match was atrocious from what I remember. And yeah. I put like maybe the only other match, women's match that was worse was that Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal from WrestleMania 25. Mm. That match was garbage because they had Santino Marella win as Santina Marella, and they promoted all these women as coming back. It's like, oh, they're coming back. Oh, that's dope. And then they all came out together as once during the Kid Rock performance. They didn't even get their own entrances. It's like this is trash. WWE, give your women at least some play. Good lord, yeah, but they didn't. So yeah. that's WWE, never failed until like twenty fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> right. So moving on from this women's championship strap match <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> to a here we go. Here's a here's a big match here. This is it. WWE Championship. An I quit match between mankind defending against the rock. People like we talked about earlier remember the the match was promoted or the show I should say was promoted heavily around Steve Austin and The Rock. But the odd thing is, is that when you talk about the 1999 Royal Rumble, the match probably people talk about the most is this one. In mm-hmm. hindsight. Yeah. Um, so let's start, you know, kind of let's get some context here. Of course, Mankind is the champion. The Rock coming in as the big, you know, villain. And the whole thing was that, and the video package was fantastic, I thought. Yeah. Um, And it told the story perfectly well that Mankind... Was never going to quit. He was not, that was not in his DNA. And despite all the crazy stuff that he had been through, he was not a quitter. He was never going to say the words, I quit. Even though he had been through Hell in a Cell matches and those Japanese death matches, which they had footage of, and they showed him going through barbed wire with Terry Funk and the bombs exploding and all that. You know, didn't matter if he wasn't going to say the words, I quit. Here's The Rock, who's like the pretty boy corporate champion. Hadn't been in a match like this. So how is he going to win? You can't make Mankind, of all people, say I quit. He didn't quit after getting tossed through barbed wire. He didn't quit after falling off of a cell. He's not going to quit from The Rock, right? Of course not. So that was the story pretty much in this match. The title on the line. Of course, this match was filmed for Beyond the Mat, the movie. Uh, do you recall watching that movie? Or have any thoughts on that film, Nick Pacome? Maybe we should yeah. do a deep dive on that one day.
1: Yeah, I think we should. I did. I do remember ordering or ordering. I bought, bought the VHS at a store uh, after this. Obviously, uh, I don't remember if it was in 1999 or 2000, but uh, I did watch it, and I was kind of like, you know, shocked a little bit when they specifically the part about this match uh, and watching mix family at ringside and their reaction to, to what's going on and that just sticks in my mind that's what I remember uh, the most about the movie and it makes me look at this match a little bit differently than I did you know before I saw that so I this that was before you know YouTube was around before anything so I never saw their reaction of mixed family until I watched that movie so yeah definitely stuck with me
0: yeah, it was, it was a big film, by the way. That, that yep. film got released in theaters. I remember,
1: uh, the like, way. you know, the, almost like the Ready to Rumble hoopla surrounding that. I do remember that for Beyond the Mat, but I just never saw it, didn't get a chance to see it, and then I remember seeing it in a video store, and I was like, ooh, I'll buy it. It was like $15, I guess, at that, and I was like, yeah,
0: that's good. <laughs> VHS. Yeah. So... It's it's tough to watch in hindsight because we know that what happens in the end and Mick Foley, but and his kids were at ringside for you know to see their dad get the hell beat out of them for a significant amount of time. But uh, it's just interesting that it just so happened they were there for this particular match. Like that's <laughs> it's kind of wild. And
1: but. as a kid, like even though Mick's probably like, "Daddies will be okay. Like the Rock's gonna take care of him." And they know the rock, you know, they have a relationship with them. But seeing the mom react like that, you're just kinda like yeah. as a kid, you're like, no, this isn't normal. So And, that's and what this is before
0: out. we knew about concussions. Right. Like, to right. the extent that we know about them now. So yeah. they were worried back then, you knew it was bad. Mm-hmm. So So the before the match we get a promo from the Rock backstage, and I put that if this was WCW. The show would have started with the whole entrance with him from The Rock. <laughs> he would have been in the ring with a entrance and a promo. It would have been like a 10 minute segment. Instead, he was backstage right before the match. Got a great promo. Because that's, that's what that's how you not run over like Halloween Havoc did in 1998.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's,
0: that's how you uh, not do that. I wrote down.
1: Go ahead. I was going to say, Doc Hendricks not looking like Doc Hendricks. He's growing the hair out, getting the goatee. I was like, oh, he's. Michael PSAs again, almost, but he's still Doc Hendricks. But Doc Hendricks,
0: yeah. <laughs> But this is where I put that you know WWE would just do wild stuff on Heat, you know, shooting angles yeah. and having matches with the WWE champion and stuff like that. It was just wild to think about. But um, so we we start the match and Mankind gets the upper hand early, and I, I found it funny when the Rock when he would put the microphone in the Rock's face. And The Rock would still refer to himself in the third person while getting his ass beat. Like, <laughs> the Rock says, "Get away from me!" The Rock says, "Get your fat ass away from me!" Like, <laughs> that's what
1: really separated him so much from so many—not just in the WWF but WCW. Like nobody did that. You know, The Rock was like the first one to really do something like that and do it. You know, so much, so often, like every single week, every single promo. It was like. I don't know, it was entertaining like yeah I, I didn't like him because he was a bad guy but you know he he did entertain me
0: he was so hysterical he was so funny while he's getting beat up he's still like the rock says and then Trash <laughs> talks McFoley. so at one point the rock gets the upper hand and they're at ringside they're at the announcer's desk <clears throat> and the rock takes Michael Cole's headset <laughs> and he's talking Trash to Jerry the King Lawler and he goes you're not going to say nothing to the great one and the king goes, "Well, oh sure, Rock, shut your mouth, you piece of trash!" <laughs> like, and the king goes like, "Wait, wait a second, what? <laughs> Why did he do that? To he didn't have to do that. He had to clown the king, Jerry, the king Lawler, uh, like that. Sure, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Actually, I, I agree with you. <laughs> it's just he's funny as hell, like yeah. at all times, and even right after he cussed out Jerry Lawler." Mick Foley comes in, and knocks the holy hell out of him, yeah. and he just falls back on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I will say, I've really enjoyed Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler during this match more than I remember yeah. as a kid. I like, I, thought I was going to
0: mention, really mention them later on when things yeah. get hectic near yeah. the end. I did. Uh, there was a
1: line right around here where Michael Cole was like, I cannot see Mick Foley saying I quit. And Jerry Lawler says, you hear it. You don't see it, you idiot so laugh. <laughs> kind of set the tone I guess for the match so it kind of made me laugh
2: <laughs> you idiot <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think I, I guess at one point Earl happened to grabs the mic and goes to try to, to steal rock. the what spotlight do you say?
1: Earl try to steal the spotlight <laughs>
0: What do you say? And this made me think of WrestleMania 11. Yeah. Go, what do you say? Ah, what do you say? It was, it was Buddy Piper though. Piper.
1: What do you say?
0: Uh, he said yes. <laughs> like what? In what language? No, he, did. he said. He sounded like a damn zombie. Uh, he said yes. Uh, <laughs> he came up. That was a terrible match. Oh God, I hated that Bret Hart Bob Backlund match. What do you say? Oh
1: man, we're gonna no. we're gonna have to deep dive WrestleMania 11, aren't we?
0: Oh man, <laughs> oh, God no, we can't, we cannot, not WrestleMania 11. Oh Someone no, gonna, someone's gonna request
1: it on Patreon.
0: <laughs> don't look! I'm telling you all right now, don't do it. I'll give you your money back. <laughs> wait, your wait, money wait, wait, money. wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Pick anything else. <laughs> what do you say? No. He said yes. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> oh, WrestleMania 11. What a show. What a show. <laughs> Back
1: to go ahead. No, I was just saying like Lawrence Taylor at the end where he's the winner but he's like he cannot stand. <laughs> oh man, what a visual.
0: What a, what a time. Eventually, The Rock gets his hands on the ring bell, puts it to mankind's head, and rings it on (laughs) his head. Dude, I totally forgot
1: about this. I loved it.
0: (laughs) Ding! And Jerry Lawler started dying laughing. (laughs) 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 Jerry Lawler would laugh at stuff that you probably shouldn't shouldn't laugh at, but he would laugh at it, and it would just make it funny. Like (laughs)
1: Michael Cole.
0: (laughs) mankind baby death like <laughs> <laughs> he was giggling his ass he was chuckling over there <laughs> He was started dying singing. I it He was started funny, singing like <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> the rock could do everything He rings the bell bells will be ringing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder the rock was a baby face like a month later he yeah, was the right. best He was the best He couldn't he couldn't possibly be this man like and how?
1: Literally today, like no one would think to do stuff like that. Even if they're given like freedom to do it, like they just
0: wouldn't think to man. do it. I don't I'm. I'm sure there were some people on some message board somewhere that like, the Rock is too much comedy. Yeah. This is a serious match. This is a blood feud. Why is he cracking jokes? <laughs> and maybe at that point they had a point. But come on, man, he's the Rock. He's the best. He was funny as hell, and I. I think in hindsight, you know, you look at the match in totality. I don't think he lost any edge by the end of the night. Like, no. I think he gained some. Yeah. But, yeah. Bells will be ringing. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock was the best, man. He's, he's all-time great, obviously, but mm-hmm. how he's <laughs> so damn funny. Um, eventually, they both get on a Spanish announce table. Nothing happened, though. Just collapsed under their weight. <laughs> just yeah. collapsed and just <laughs> fell. <laughs> Mm. so that's it eventually they fight their way to the technical area near the uh, stage and they climb up on some stuff on some uh, railings and all of a sudden mankind goes flying off like 12 <laughs> feet into the into what they call the electrical circuit board and the spark starts flying and lights mm. go out in the arena oh, no. so yeah that was wild it looked <laughs> like a tough bump for anyone else but for mankind that was just another uh, day boy yeah. <laughs> this is just sunday you knew exactly (laughs) come back tomorrow i got something else (laughs) like that was nothing so eventually shaming man comes out trying to talk the rock out of continuing with the match but the rock just refused and kept on going but it felt like before they kind of got to that point that the rock was kind of like trying to talk to them without the microphones near him, and he's trying to like push the microphones away and you know and trying to make sure that you know, everything, was okay, we good, we good, okay, cool. Well, now I can do my thing. Uh, but, you know, the, I, I realized the other Hebner was there as well. Did you see yeah, the other Hebner I there?
1: Did. I did see him.
0: And then, like, a sweatshirt? Yeah. So. I the better I Hebner. Stuff. I guess. <laughs> 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 I'll leave the, the Hebner rankings to you. Uh,
1: Earl's so not then on we the get
0: that? Damn. <laughs> Wow, it's Brian is number two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got with Dave, Brian, and then 15th place. Everyone Wow. <laughs> Damn. But then we finally get back into the ring, and this is when Mankind gets handcuffed by The Rock. Mm. Cuff Hands cuffed behind his back. Mick Foley, or Mankind, I should say, eventually, you know, he managed to fight off The Rock for a little bit, but then The Rock got a chair. He first put it on Mankind's face, mm. hit him with the corporate slash people's elbow on the chair on Mankind's face, and then he started hitting him with the chair. And I counted 10 times at least. Yeah. He hit him in the head with that chair. Yep. Including one time he hit him in the back of the head with the chair. Yeah. Which I think it was the last one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think. But yeah, 10 chair shots to the head. Unprotected chair shots. Yeah. (laughs) But like you said earlier, Michael Cole added to this match a lot. He is begging, pleading with Mankind to quit. Like, please, Mick. Please, Mankind, quit. Just say I quit. Just get it over with. Please. And I put that Cole's call really added to this moment. It really added to the severity of what was happening. Because even, like I said, back then, we didn't really know the severity of concussions but watching it now it's like man you really feel hear like the desperation and the and the urgency in his voice that yo this is serious like we got to stop this like make quit because the rock isn't going to stop right and um so yeah michael they Cole. even have we, Lawler you know, come around too yeah it was it was wild and that's how you know how serious it was in the storyline and in real life but i know we you know people give michael cole a lot of crap sometimes but We've always been like, hey, when Michael Cole is allowed to call matches, he's actually mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is one of his better nights. Or at least one of his better matches. This particular match and this particular call. So, But yeah, this was obviously still to this day, no matter how many times you see it, extremely tough to watch. And fortunately it ended, I think after the 10th one, yeah. where The Rock put the microphone to his face, then the recording of Mick Foley screaming, I quit Mm. from a promo, plays over the speakers, everybody's like, oh, he said it, and then, you know, The Rock wins, so I put, this was done to get The Rock's vicious side over, and it worked, but at what cost? Mm. Because Foley was all messed up after this match, like, could barely walk, and of course, if you watch Beyond the Mat, you can see him backstage. He he's all kinds of loopy. Uh, Vince is back there saying like, "Please don't do this type of stuff again." His wife, I think his wife was back there. It's like, yeah. oh, "This is crazy. You got to yeah. stop this." That's when it hits. That's when it hits home. Yeah. You know, at least in the '90s, that's when it hits home. And then you look watch it today. You just got to see the chair shots and be like, "Damn, hmm. how many?" I wonder how much that does that affect Foley to this day. The Hell in a right. Cell matches. And this match in particular.
1: Yeah, there was a... Uh, he had... What was it? Three in a row at one point before there was even like... You know, he goes down and then there's a little gap in between chair shots. It's like... I almost... Like, d- didn't even think of that to begin with. But then there's three right in the ring in a row where Rock hits him with the steel chair and he, he finally goes down after the third one. And then, you know, obviously the rest, but... At the time, you know, I'm watching it as a kid. Obviously, I don't know about concussions, neither do they. Uh, I'm just like, damn, like, man, even I'm thinking, like, mankind's crazy for doing that. And uh, you have the blood going, too. You know, it's that adds to it. Um, And then the chair's out to the back of the head. just, Just put them out for good. And then the whole, I was like... Obviously I knew it was the recording when Mick Foley saying I quit like in real time I was like oh, that's not you know him uh, and I remember hearing it on heat you know before the pay-per-view so obviously um, I knew what they were doing there but uh once finally seeing beyond the mat which was, for me was a year and a half later maybe even 2 years later um, it really brought me back to that uh, match and I remember watching it again you know they don't show his family at ringside you know on the pay-per-view you see it on the movie and then obviously everything backstage and he's still telling his kids like he, he's alright or whatever and then I think the rock comes in and talks to him for a little bit but it it, it it always was presented like maybe the rock went too far and I don't I think since then maybe that wasn't uh at least for Mick and Rock himself, like, hey, Rock was told to do that. I know Bruce Pritchard even said that. Hey, Rock did what he was told to do, um, and he didn't even want to do that. But you know, at that time, you know, watching watching that movie, to me, it's just like, damn, like that's real. Like it, it's really real. Well,
0: it's, it's funny this, you it's mentioned a, too far. It's funny you mentioned too far because on the anniversary of the show, a couple of days ago. Mick Foley tweeted out like 22 years ago today. I think at The Rock and I may have gone a little too far this particular evening, mm. and so he put you know Mick put to blame on himself along with The Rock because they they were both culpable along with whoever booked it. Obviously Vince or you know whoever else was the agent of the match. Uh, but yeah, you can't just put that on all on The Rock. You know The Rock doesn't want to just beat somebody over the head and you know leave them with some potentially some type of permanent brand damage. You know what I'm saying? But in the Rock quote tweeted it and said, uh, for months four months this was such an elaborate and dare say nuanced storyline and build up to this hyper brutal ending. Two of the nicest men in pro wrestling doing the most savage and brutal things. Like I mean he calls himself one of the nicest men in pro wrestling. <laughs> That's the smiling irony. That's our DNA. Thanks for the thank you, Mick, for the house. So you know, they both acknowledged and agreed like yo, this is this was a little too far. For what we could have done, but you know,
1: and they were still trying to compete with WCW at the time. So, how are you gonna continue, you know, competing with them, even though you're on top? You know, it doesn't mean you're gonna stay there. And ECW was still, uh, pretty in its prime at that point, you know, really like 2000s when it started getting a little, you know, long in the tooth, but at this point ECW was still big and so I think like they were like what can we do and that was that story played out with the 10 chair shots and then not even letting Mick say I quit just it was a recording so you know you did all this for really nothing and it was just kind of like a weird dynamic I uh, loved it as a kid because to me I didn't really think Mick was hurt you know like he, he got up he walked away and I was like okay like at least it's not like that real you know um, but clearly, you know
0: it was. Yeah, Mick is wild for that man. He was getting up after the fifth one. He's still yes, standing up, yes. and Taking him, you know. But it was wild. But um,
1: like yeah, handcuffed too. Was, like how uh, how much harder is it when you're handcuffed? Yeah, you know?
0: handcuffed. Somehow, though, despite this madness, the very next week, Mick Foley was at halftime heat. <laughs> and won back the WWE championship, which was probably,
1: <laughs> like, you know, taped well a day or two after this, because uh, it wasn't maybe, live. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. It was probably taped Sunday. Yeah, well, maybe maybe, maybe I mean, it was maybe taped little, of, the day of, maybe, but maybe the day so. of. But yeah, that that was um, that's tough, man. Because you know, guys take concussions today. You know, look at sports like the NFL. That guy, <laughs> his availability is in question for the next week. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta go through the protocols and all that And he might miss, that person might miss a game <clears throat> Even with a week, you know, a, a week to Kind of get your bearings about you again uh, So, but again, this is 1999 And this is long before people really You know, put an emphasis on brain trauma Like we do today, so <clears throat> Different time, but even for 99, this was This was rough this was rough, so, but moving on from that, now we're here for the main event of the evening. (laughs) It's time for the Royal Rumble. And, uh, we get, before the match, we get yet another incredible video package all about Austin and McMahon, mind you. Uh, none of the other 28 people in the match. (laughs) (laughs) But, it was great. Like, these video packages, WWE, which is knocking them out of the park in 99 and 2000 and they're still pretty good at them today for its production but the stories just don't carry as much weight as they did back then right. uh, maybe maybe it's an editing style maybe it's just the stories of themselves but just these videos made these stories and these characters feel like so dramatic and so important with the videos and i think it's probably because of the stories in the characters you just don't Necessarily care as much. They just don't have that same juice to them like they did back in the nineties. Like these video packets, the one before the show, the one before the Rock Mankind match, and the one before the Royal Rumble, all of them were fantastic. Every single one of them. So yeah.
1: And it kind of reminded me I totally forgot. Austin is in the Royal Rumble because he beat The Undertaker in the Brady Live match. I was like, oh there you go. Totally forgot about that.
0: So get to the match and Steve Austin is number one and it made me think I f- forgot that Steve Austin had won the previous two Royal Rumbles in 97 and 98 and <laughs> it got me to thinking he's still the only person to win, I think to win three uh the Royal Rumbles but it got me thinking how many other people have won consecutive Royal Rumbles and the answer to that question is no one to, want
1: to win
0: three? to win two consecutive, just two. Well, there's got to be at least one. I said Steve Austin's the only one.
1: Shawn Michaels won two in a row. No, he
0: didn't. 95 <laughs> and 96. <laughs> he only won in 90? Oh, he did. You're right. Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll edit he that did. out for you. All right. <laughs> no, that's all right. You can leave it in there. Damn, I thought I was making a point here.
1: Uh, I was like, wait, right, look, what am
0: I... <laughs> so, really, no one right. else
1: won two in a row, though.
0: Huh? Nobody else has won two in a row. So, not even Hogan. Hogan has only won once. Oh, no, he No, did. he won two in a row. <laughs> he won 1991. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, I'm stupid tonight. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I, I'm thinking about it. It's like, I know Hogan won two in a row. He had to win two in a row, right? Like, no, now he probably didn't. Maybe he didn't. And then I'm looking at it now. He did. He won two in a row. <laughs> he won two in a row. And then Shawn Michaels did it in '95, '96, and then Austin yeah. in '97, '98. All right, but look, no one has done it since then. All right, no one has done it. Si- Let me check. Let me double check. <laughs> Let me double check. like John Cena. Nope. Be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, crazy enough, John. C- oh, John Cena's won twice. He won. No, Nevada, he won. Right? Yeah, he won twice. He won 08 and 2013. Hmm, that's right. I forgot he won in 2013. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes. So <laughs> consecutive. It's so rumbles, funny. Like,
1: the, I didn't even think about Hogan, but Shawn Michaels is the first one I thought of.
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because Shawn Michaels won at number one in 95, that, that yeah. really short one they had Yeah. in 95. And then 96, yeah, which he is won funny, it. funny. Like, you know what's wild? I forgot about 96. Altogether, like I knew '95 <laughs> happened because that was the year he won at number one. Yeah. I compl- I have no recollection of the 1996 Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like a great pay per view in total, but not even a great match. And that was the first one I think they used. Uh, well, no, it's not the first one they used theme music for. It was uh, it might have been '95 they used theme music for all the entrances, but. Yeah, I remember when Shawn Michaels came out and he was all like, uh, Mr. Perfect was a uh, color commentator. And he was like, he better save that energy for the ring, McMahon. Like Vince <laughs> is going to do something about it. Like, <laughs> But yeah, definitely uh, it sticks out just for that. And the fact that he eliminated Diesel uh, at the end. So uh, that's the only re- really reason I remember. And Vader was in it and that was it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I come. I forgot all about that. It's funny because I, I don't remember '96 at all. That's, the, that's that's the messed up part about it. Not at all. So there you go. I'm looking through the list here of winners. I'm trying to see how many people have won from single digits. Not very many. I forgot Randy Orton just won twice. He won in oh9 yes. too. Yep. He won in '09 in 2017. He won at number eight and 09, Mysterio number two, we got Benoit as three, Mr. McMahon at number two, spoiler, sure. number one, number three, so only a handful, but okay. But yeah, Steve Austin, one of only three people to win consecutive Royal Rumbles, <laughs> turns out, <laughs> not the only one, Uh, one of three people. Uh, so he entered as number one, Vince McMahon comes in at number two, Vince McMahon comes out with no theme music. <laughs> He didn't have his no chance in hell music yet, Mm. but he was super jacked still. (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) didn't even wear his like trademark tank top. He just came out shirtless. mm I was like,
0: came out shirtless. We forgot early tonight that Shane McMahon was pumping Vince up real hard. Like, yeah, you're the best. You're the man. I'm the man. By the way, pumping him up in the locker room.
1: they didn't show in full. And I really want to go back and watch these are his, his like training vignettes.
0: Oh, and, my um, God. He's like
1: chasing a chicken. He's doing all this Rocky stuff. and I didn't, <laughs> didn't even chasing realize it. And I didn't even realize Beaten, it.
0: Punching the meat in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. And he's drinking looking at the the I, I hate Austin. Yeah. I hate Austin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drick,
1: drinking the A like the raw eggs and whatnot. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. Like I didn't watch Rocky at this point. So I didn't know it was part of Rocky. Um, until, Man. you know, I watched Rocky after, you know, years later. So this, you know, I just thought it was, they were doing some crazy stuff to train him, and I thought it was funny, but no, it was, like, Rocky-related. So
0: it's funny he got little. the chick. He's chasing the chicken, but you can see it from yeah. the camera, the chicken's yeah. point of view, he's chasing the, into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, yo, WWF is not, like... Great at comedy all the time, but there are some times (laughs) where they get it exactly right, and I think those Vince workout montages were perfect. (laughs) That
1: actually made me more excited than anything for it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's lifting the weights. I hate Austin. I hate him.
1: (laughs) And it's just like I'm like, why don't you fire him then? And there was he only said it like one time. Where the reason I don't fire him is because he makes me richer. But he only said it like one time. He didn't say like... Yeah. And so if you missed it that one time, you would just think, well, why the hell doesn't he just fire him? But obviously, you know, they can even make a st- story out of that. Be like, oh, he makes him richer. That makes sense. Why would he fire, you know, someone that makes some money? But even as a 13-year-old, I was just like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs>
0: You're listening to The Straight Shooters, featuring Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone, giving you the best and worst in the world of professional wrestling, past and present. The Straight Shooters podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, the Radio.com app, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You can become a patron of The Straight Shooters for only $2 per month by signing up at patreon.com forward slash shooters radio. You'll get exclusive content never before heard from two of the best. You can also listen to classic episodes of The Straight Shooters at shootersradio.com. Man, that's, that stuff is great. So, we'll get jacked up Mr. McMahon in the ring. Not just jacked up, but also tanned up. He's orange <laughs> and very oily. <laughs> yeah. Very lots good. of baby oil, Vince.
1: <laughs> well, Roller um, well, says Austin's scared. Uh, oh, just totally cracked me
0: <laughs> up, man. Love it. Vince is making sure those muscles were glistening, though. Yeah, he wanted to know that he was jacked up too. The genetic jackhammer, man. That's what he used to call himself. <laughs> how, how ridiculous <laughs> of a nickname is that? The genetic jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's I just feel dirty even saying that about a middle-aged man who's now in his 70s oh the genetic jackhammer get out of my face vince with your old ass (laughs) what oh my god Genetic jackhammer and the grapefruits. I got the grapefruits. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, come on, man! Now yeah. you're talking about your old wrinkly testicles. Like, come on, man! It was so funny that, like,
1: literally that. everything was a euphemism, but I never caught on to it until, like, well later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just never caught. on I knew it it man I just never caught on to how gross it was. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah. hindsight, like this old man on here talking about, he's a genetic jackhammer. <laughs> Get out of my face, bro. That's nasty. Oh man. so we start off the match as soon as the bell rings Austin stomps the hell out of Vince McMahon right away (laughs) (laughs) stomps a mud hole in his ass until we get to number 3 which is Golga of the Oddities of course played by John Tenta better known as Earthquake who was no longer rumbling around the ring he's just a guy in a mask and he comes out he attacks Austin because of the bounty but Austin immediately dispatches a Golga and we carry on to back to him and Vince McMahon, who Vince by this point has crawled out of the ring, but not eliminated because he didn't go over the top rope. Austin gives chase into the crowd and into the concourse. So this is like, I don't think anybody was even in the ring at this point. It's just that there wasn't, they didn't even show who number four was coming to the ring, which was Draz. Mm. It was funny um, because so you could hear
1: the theme music play. But, I, like, it was faint a little bit. So I was trying to listen in, and I was like, that sounds like Day, But I was like, wait a second. Like, they weren't here then. And then I – they actually showed Draws later. And I was like, oh, yeah. Totally forgot about right. him at this point.
0: Forgot about that. Draws in the ring. But nobody cared about that. WWE was shooting awesome beat-up McMahon in a concourse and eventually into the women's bathroom. But that's where the corporation was there to the ambush him. Oh, See, wow. It's a weld – Laid trap by that old, wily Mr. McMahon. Mm -mm -mm. Set him up to get beat down in the women's locker room. So Austin's getting beat up. Meanwhile, Droz is in the ring, hanging out by himself until number five came out, which was Edge. A young Edge who, this was his first Royal Rumble. And now we're seeing last year he returned at the Royal Rumble, he's probably going to be, he declares for the Royal Rumble for this year's Royal Rumble, right? Already. Yeah. Um, So, he's back again. And this is also Droz's World Rumble debut as well. So, how about that? Two World Rumble debuts. But, to me, the best part of this match, honestly, or arguably, I should say, was number six. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Gilbert. 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 (laughs) (laughs) This man, they hit the music. <laughs> people come out with the spray yeah. and the sparklers. Yeah. <laughs> it, you it love this. It kills huh? me every <laughs> single time, bro. We talked about this earlier on um we on did. our appearance on Fox Sports the Gambler. And I was dying laughing in, and I can't it's just so funny. It's still funny. I gotta give WWE credit for this. Whoever thought of this Goldberg uh imitation. And just taking the piss out of everything he does, from the <laughs> pyro to the smoke to the mannerisms, everything. It was petty.
2: <laughs>
0: it was kind of a little, I'm sure Goldberg hated it at the time, as he should have. They're mocking his yeah. character. That's how he makes money. Yep. But look, Goldberg, you, you you won 176 straight matches in WCW at one point. And it, it was a while before you took an L. You didn't take that many L's. And wrestling you're going to, have to take this l for the greater good of my of my <laughs> of, of my laughter because this is funny as hell to this day it's still funny this this the, the fact that they i can see them in a the meeting right now it's like what if instead of instead of like pyro we had literally had people out there holding sparklers and they just hold it up to him <laughs> and he <laughs> and,
1: struggles through it <laughs> even <right>? that.
0: <laughs> and they, Spray him down with the fire extinguisher. let's <laughs> <laughs> bam! And he goes, what, what the hell?
1: <laughs> now this had to be relatively new to because he came back at the Survivor Series as Dwayne Gill. He was Mankind's he first round opponent in that tournament. He did, I so <laughs> This is still relatively new.
0: <laughs> this is this is like his second or third appearance because Michael Cole said yeah, he's 0-3 uh, now. His entrance, he's 0-2! <laughs> yeah now he's three when his, he got eliminated right he's over three now keeping so. track of his wins and losses <laughs> <laughs> they are ter- ww y'all was petty for that let's let y'all know y'all was super petty for Listen, that this is one of those things know. where
1: if wcw did it i'd be like they're so lame but when ww did no. it I was, I was laughing
0: i was like ah. if it's funny if it's funny i'm with it right <laughs> If it's funny, this was hysterical. I don't care. Like, y'all was petty for that, but that was a riot. I was dying. It's still funny. Even when Gilbert, Dwayne Gill, was on Raw not that long ago, the entrance is still funny, bro. <laughs> like, they still yeah. have the sparklers, and the guy just stands there and goes, whoosh, and hits him with the fire extinguisher, and he's like, Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> And then they, at least on the, in, the, in the 99 Rumble, they would pipe in the, Gold, the Gilbert chants. <laughs> like, <laughs> do the music. Gilbert, Gilbert. <laughs> Yo, whoever thought of that? I don't care who that was. I don't care if it's Vince Russo or Bruce <laughs> Pritchard or Vince himself. They deserve kudos for that. That's whoever put that together. That's, that's great, man. I still. <laughs> still think it's funny and then they just toss him right out of the rumble yeah <laughs> and just toss him right out like, wwe y'all super petty for that you didn't have to do that to goldberg
1: i think part of the reason why it's so entertaining to some people uh like you <laughs> his oh, mannerisms were like so much like goldberg's like the way he was <laughs> doing all this it wasn't like he i don't i don't know how to describe it. Uh, That's part of the reason why I thought it was funny. It was like the mannerisms that he was mimicking Goldberg. It wasn't just the look. You know, it wasn't just the pyro. It was like literally the mannerisms from the beginning of when he comes out to like all down the aisle into the ring. Like the mannerisms are what do it for me.
0: It's it's all the little attention to detail things that WWE did. The pyro, the little sparklers. Like they just took everything Goldberg did and just killed it. (laughs) Yeah crapped on it one by one he even had pyro. a fake he
1: even had a fake tattoo on him like uh yeah is like it?
0: everything <laughs> they left no st- stone unturned i appreciate that level of detail <laughs> like I, I one can appreciate that like i said the pyro. The no pyro he gets people literally holding sparklers up to him <laughs> that kills me every single time bro i don't care nobody says that i don't know why that's so funny it just i'm just on the floor laughing i saw that today man when i was finishing the show for our show on the floor laughing out loud <laughs> laughing like it's so funny still to this day uh gilberg shout out to Dwayne gill still making money off of gilberg bro yeah, like good for him yeah. man <laughs> he made he, i don't think he's made as much money as goldberg but he's made a lot of money as a parody of, of goldberg like Bro, good for him, man. He's still making money off. He still makes. More, he probably makes more pants at Go- Gilbert than Goldberg as Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: he might. He may show up Sunday, again.
0: <laughs> he might. I wish. I would hope. Please, WWE, give me another Gilberg. Give me another Goldberg appearance in the Rumble. He's just tossed right out. Oh, could you imagine if Goldberg is in the Rumble and he finally meets <laughs> Gilberg? Oh, they have oh, to do that now. God, they have to. <laughs> Woo! That would be that would be, Oh, I gotta be so trifling what they would do to Dwayne Gill. But, you yeah. know he gonna spear him and jack. him. I don't know. Can Dwayne Gill take bumps?
1: No, I don't think I don't, he can. So I don't know how they're gonna do that.
0: Because he's he's not in great health, right? I don't think he's like. No,
1: in, they, you know what? He would probably just get scared and eliminate himself, and they'll do it that way. Yeah, that would probably physical, be the best way but. to do
0: it. We don't need Dwayne Gill getting hurt. He's a treasure. <laughs> he's an absolute treasure. We gotta protect him at all costs. But. <laughs> I would love the visual of Goldberg finally coming face-to-face after 23, 24 years, whatever it's been. Finally coming face-to-face with (laughs) Goldberg. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) I can't wait. WWE, if you're listening to this, y'all better do it. Goldberg has to lose his match to Drew McIntyre just so he can be in the Royal Rumble. And you got to fly Goldberg down to Tampa so they can have that face-to-face. That would make the whole match for me. And I know some people, like some non-wrestling fans might be watching. they like, what in the hell am I watching? Just trust us. It's hysterical. <laughs> like, just trust us on this one. Cause I'm telling you, I'm gonna be on the floor dying laughing if that happens. <laughs> like I might die. That day. like you might have to call the coroner right in there. Like oh, get no. me out, call, take me to the, hospital oh, take me to the hospital, to save my life. Cause <laughs> I'm gonna be laughing all night. <laughs> 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 take me to the hospital. Take me to a local medical, medical facility. facility. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way,
1: they also said that on this show. They did. They didn't say hospital at all. <laughs>
0: They, they, they didn't even say hospital bed. He said, no. "Austin said in, in a medical facility bed." It's like that's oh just ridiculous God. to say. But who? God. Oh man, I can't. I hope. I hope it happens. Please, please let it happen. But we got to move on. I got. I could talk about Gilbert all day. <laughs> <laughs> Former
1: WWF light heavyweight champion.
0: Real, real rap. <laughs> He was. Why did they do that? You, I know, you know what? Really care about the Gilbert looks awfully familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you, I know you, Gilbert. You lost a lot of weight, didn't you? You're off the juice, huh? <laughs> Damn, I didn't say that. I, don't, I didn't say Gilbert was on the juice. Oh, me neither. I didn't, uh, oh, no, it's Macho no. Man saying, that. okay, I got you. Yeah. Oh, it's man. A I'm nice dying. tattoo I'm right you now. got there. Oh, my God. It's too much. It's way too much. <laughs> we got to move on because I'm just keep laughing all night. We can't. We're not going to finish the show. <laughs>
1: the go- you know what? Let's give Gilbert his flowers.
0: Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> Dwayne Gill, man. He deserves them. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> so funny, man. All right, gotta compose myself. Gotta move on
1: (laughs) to 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 the two men that uh, you know have charisma out the ass: Dan Severn and Steve Blackman.
0: Well, well, before that, we get the 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 shot of Austin laid out in the bathroom. Right, so we know he's unconscious in the bathroom. He's going to get medical attention. But yes, out of number seven, Steve Blackman, right, and then out of number eight is Dan the B Severn, (laughs) and I put. If this was a real Royal Rumble, like real, <laughs> Dan Severn would enter number one and then throw everybody out one by one, <laughs> all by himself. There would mm-hmm. never be more than two people in the ring because Dan Severn would rip somebody's arm off and then talk somebody over the top rope. The only person that would have a chance would be Steve Blackman. Y'all put him in at number 30 so we can have him face off at the end. But everybody else getting tossed out one by one by Dan Severn. <laughs> he was a monster. He was an animal. <clears throat> but next in is Tiger Ali saying at number nine while wow, he comes out Steve Austin is being loaded up on the stretcher and hauled off to, of course, a local medical facility. At number ten, though, is our boy. yeah, Philly's own. The Blue Meanie. Who spoiler not only really a spoiler but we can say it you know we, we we penciled it in that we will have the blue Meanie on the show in the future for a deep dive and that deep dive will be before wrestlemania so sometime in the build up to wrestlemania we're going to do a deep dive on wrestlemania 15 which of course is the only wrestlemania to take place in philadelphia it's the wrestlemania that we're leading to with this royal rumble but of course blue Meanie was at that wrestlemania and he's a philly native He's a Philly guy, so we're going to talk to him all about everything that led up to Wrestlemania that year. The Wrestlemania Rage Party, where Wrestlemania <laughs> Week was like. I can't wait know, to all repost that, stuff. that.
1: I'll repost that. Or deep dive into oh, the Wrestlemania do. Rage Party. Oh, please do. It's going
0: to be great. It's going to be great. And then we're going to talk about the show itself, of course, where Blue Meanie made an appearance. But on this night, Blue Meanie's in the World Rumble at number 10. And then we got number 11. We're supposed to be Headbanger Mosh, apparently. But Mabel, dressed to the nines, Attack him and took his place.
1: uh, When you said earlier that Mankind was squashed by a fat guy on Heat, did you realize it was Mabel?
0: I forgot. I just knew that something was... I forgot who he was in the ring with.
1: Okay, Uh, because I think he was like a corporation member, like an honorary corporation member, which is why he was dressed that way. That's what I thought. Ah. So that's why I... I noticed that too. And I was like, he's dressed really, really nicely. Like, what the hell? But then I All remembered right. he was on heat. Cause, and I only remembered that because they showed like a clip uh, earlier yeah. in the night. And I totally forgot Mabel was even on heat. Um, I totally forgot like how he even got in this match until I saw it and remembered after that. But yeah, he was dressed really, really nice. <laughs> it's like, Very what the nice. hell's going on here? Right. Uh, and so, I also wrote, if uh, people just want to get in the rumble, why doesn't everyone do that who's not in the yeah, rumble? Just,
0: just attack. Beat people. somebody up, and yeah. there you go. Yeah. But he's in there. He immediately eliminates Blackman and Severn, <laughs> and then Tiger Ali Singh, and then Menie and Draz also went out after them. So, <laughs> Did the you race? notice
1: what Meanie did? I did not. <laughs> I played close attention to this interaction. Meanie tries to hit him. And like Mabel, oh, and he put together. his he, he grabs, put his hand around his own he, neck. <laughs> he grabs Mabel's hand himself and puts it on his throat, like he's just ready for a joke slam. And
0: I'm like, what? Like, do what you got to do. It was. great. I know what's coming I next. Love I love it. He was part of the job squad, so yes, that was kind yes. of the shtick at the time. <laughs> the what was it uh,
1: Lawler said uh, the job squad? They're allergic to success or something like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like, seeds so like you know what? This I know where this is going. Here you go, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's really funny, yeah. actually. Yeah. Job, the job squad, the J O B squad. That's pretty funny. Still to this day, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, out next at number twelve, though, is Road dog, who of course, as we mentioned earlier, is doing double duty, as Michael Cole said multiple <laughs> times. So he comes out, he eliminates Edge, and then the lights go out. And Undertaker's music hits. Mm. And it's, of course, it's the cult leader, Ministry of Darkness, Undertaker, which, you know, I've said on the podcast before, I've always kind of had a soft spot for I've always thought, like, that character was, even though it was still, like, the kind of dead man character, it was still a departure from the other Undertakers, because he was, like, a leader of his own faction, and Mm. he was, like, clearly, like, playing off of, like, Satan. Right, (laughs) yeah.
1: He did, like, the facial hair and everything. It was, like, Right. Perfect for he that really character. He
0: really bought in. He was wearing the robe and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it was. I thought that character had some legs. It didn't last long because Undertaker got hurt, but that character had some legs. That that alteration of The Undertaker mm. had some legs to it, I thought. Uh, eventually, uh, the lights come back on. You see the Acolytes of Midian attacking Mabel. Uh, they, you know, beat him up. Up to Undertaker, Undertaker just looks at him, says some stuff to him, and they keep beating him up some more. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> you see, Farouk take a take a little trip.
0: Oh yeah! <laughs> Whoops! I saw that. The fans started laughing at him. <laughs> yeah, when he did. did. Uh, but Undertaker got me to think. <laughs> but uh, since we're talking about Undertaker, we might as well mention his recent comments about the locker room mm. and how guys today are playing video games. But back in the day, guys would have knives and guns in their backs. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's when men were men. You know, when guys would, might stab each other or might get into a bar fight and lose and stuff like that. That's when... So cool. I, I, look, Undertaker is an old school guy. And I think his, his criticism of the current product being like a little too soft on TV and a little too pretty on TV, I think it's kind of valid. I think it could be a little more rugged a little more edgy on TV. At least you know the the, the wrestlers and stuff like that could be a little more rugged. But the guys in the locker room, it should be you should be a good thing. Should we celebrate that the guys aren't like carrying weapons in their bags and getting into bar fights and being crusty ass men, like he called them, like crusty. You don't want crusty guys. You might want them a little more rugged. But <clears throat> we don't want crusty guys, you know. And guys are you just the seedy seedy type of guys playing video games. That's fine. My daughter plays plenty of video games. It keeps her out of the streets. <laughs> like I'm yeah. cool with that.
1: Yeah, like why? You know, saying these
0: guys today.
1: I'm saying like why? What? Why is that a problem? Like I don't understand why. What he's trying to insinuate. Um, but you know, we all know uh, what his views are at least. But um, hmm. for him, the I just think he's kind of taken. He's never in the locker room, so. I don't understand, like, even the shows he's at, like, does he really hang out with the locker room? We saw in the last ride, he's been by himself the last few years. Like, I don't, uh, I know he's, like, going out and talking to people outside, but, like, does he really hang out with them? Like, I don't know that he does. Um, I don't know what, what thinks, why he thinks he has a pulse on the locker room in 2021. I really don't.
0: I'm sure where he said is true. The guys are playing. I Me, mean, look at well, up, up, down, I, down. He, as
1: he's making it seem like they it's a a bad All they're doing playing video thing. games. Like as I, I, I don't make, think
0: it is though. No, I wouldn't say that at all. I've not to It, bring, it looks like it brought the locker room together. Like the locker right. room loved playing video games together. They were <laughs> hanging out. They were having fun. They're not doing drugs. They're not doing painkillers. <laughs> they're not doing somas and right? stuff like yeah, that. Like they're yeah. doing a pretty healthy activity. And then they go to work. And then they go home. Like or they go to the next town. But. You know, guys are in a better, much better position today. Taking better care of their bodies. Not out all times of the night partying, putting crazy stuff in their body. Uh, They got education. A lot of them have been to college, so they don't necessarily have to wrestle. With guys back in the day, would put themselves through anything Mm -hmm. to wrestle because that's all they had. Plus, they didn't have contracts, didn't have downside guarantees. They got paid when they worked, so it forced guys to work even when they were extremely banged up. Things are different nowadays. Things are better for the guys. You should be. If anything, you should be applauding the fact that the industry has paid you, you helped pave the way for these guys to enjoy these kinds of spoils that they get to enjoy. Yeah, you might say, Oh, they're spoiled and they got, they had this back in my day. But guess what, Taker? You're part of the reason why things are better. You, yeah. you, you you know, Undertaker's always been known as a locker room leader <clears throat> and he's, he, st- he was stand up for the guys t- to the office. Be happy. You, this is part of the reason why, you know, this is, this is the result of you being one of the voices of reason in the locker room of guys that would stand up with the one of the guys that would stand up for the boys. So, you know, you paved the way for this. Congratulations, bro. Like you helped <laughs> make the culture, at least get the guys treated to a certain point where, you know, that they're not just run down like they used to be back in the day. Also, <clears throat> these guys learn from your generation and generations prior. They, they've heard about the stories about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And most of those guys aren't in great health today. And those stories aren't happy endings.
1: They're either not in so, good health or they're not here.
0: Right. The guys dying in the mid 30s and early 40s. Like, there's so many tragic stories from this era of wrestling into the early 2000s, you know, mid 2000s, where these guys are living to 42 and they're dying suddenly, tragically. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing, bro. Most of these guys today, they're not going to live that, that way. They're not going to, they're going to live longer, prosperous lives, take care of their families, play their grandkids. Hopefully, you know, they're not so banged that they can't play their grandkids one day, but they're going to have money saved up. You know, these guys saved yeah. their money. You got guys like Tyler Breeze is investing in real estate and yeah. stuff like that. Like, and, and uh, Xavier Woods got all the things he's got going for him, you know, outside of wrestling. Like, that's dope. Like, you know, they learn from these guys. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to say, you know, and plus, what's the difference between playing video games and playing cards? Because that's all they did back in the day. Yeah. They would play cards and play dominoes. Like, y'all were playing games, just wasn't video kind. So, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. You got to do something to pass the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, technology says, hey, you can play video games now. Well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, <clears throat> That's what I'm going to do. Play video mm-hmm. games instead of playing cards all day. Because I got a TV, I got a PS5, let's do this. So.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Agree 100%. And, uh, I did make a note uh, with Undertaker and Mabel. Maybe this was Payback from 95.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when he broke his space yeah. his orbital?
1: Mabel and Yokozuna, oh yeah. Oh, boy. Yokozuna wasn't here at that point, so... Mabel was, though. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, Mabel was here, but he's out of the ring now. Mabel, Mabel was, was in least. the
1: locker room playing video games or something. Before oh, this. yeah,
0: he's playing Tekken 2 or something like that. He's like,
1: Undertaker, Undertaker's like, I'm gonna get him.
0: <laughs> yeah, here. what's this Tekken 2? What's that? <laughs> so, with Mabel gone, Road Dogg is in the ring by himself, and out comes Gangrel and his dope-ass music again. <laughs> but, a minute or so later, Road Dog tosses Gangrel out of the ring to eliminate him. That also. one looked
1: like that hurt. <laughs> he, landed he, did, he landed flat on his flat back. Flat on oh, his back.
0: yeah. That he was even, like, like hurt, limping right. away.
1: I don't, I'm not entirely sure he was selling. I think he was just really hurt. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ah! <laughs> my back! Ooh, yeah. That didn't, like, it felt good. Uh, he, like, he bounced off the ground a little bit, too. That just yeah. yeah. didn't look great. Uh, out at number 14 is Kurgan. Number 15 is Al Snow. Al Snow didn't last too long as Road Dogg eliminated him. As they were both trying to get rid of Kurgan. Road dog turned on Al Snow and you know got rid of Al Snow. Yeah. NS 16 is Gold Dust, but NS 17 is the Godfather and a couple of hoes. How about that? <laughs> Just two this
1: time. What happened?
0: Just two, but man, Godfather was over, man. Yeah, it was so over. Yeah,
1: so were the oddities too. You, know, you had Kurgan Strangely. and Gold Golga and Kurgan's entrance. A bunch of fans were doing the hands in the air thing, so yeah of these were I mean, over, man.
0: They like the song and they like the hand motion. I don't mean they like the people. <laughs> 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 you know?
2: You
1: just, you just hear it, you do it, you do it, and it'll be like uh like somebody from WCW coming out and they like, what
0: the hell? We're gonna right. do it I'm anyway. Like fandango. Remember remember Fandango when, yeah, when the song and yeah, people were doing the fandango thing yeah. and all that? Yeah. But it was so good. It, it, it was fun for a moment. <laughs> And then that was it. That don't mean Fandango was over. Now WWF didn't do, or WWE, I should say, didn't do him any favors. Like <laughs> they didn't necessarily capitalize on that. Mm. But you know, that's just the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 18 is Kane, which caused Jerry the King Lawler to scream when he heard the pyro go off. Like ah, when the pyro <laughs> went off, the fire. I tell you, man, uh, that's I that- loud.
1: I don't like it either when I'm in the arena. Pyro sucks. Oh, yeah. sorry.
0: You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Get it together. But I wrote down Kane in this era. Legit looked like he would kill somebody. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, he looked like a legit like serial killer in the movie. <laughs> like and it, it was awesome. It added to his character like he looked like nowadays it's just he's he's literally a mayor nowadays. <laughs>
2: the
0: mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. <laughs> Back then it was like this was you Know this in a couple years prior was like Pete Kane when he looked like he would off somebody in a second. So, uh, but Kane gets to the ring, he immediately tossed out Road Dog, Kurgan, Godfather, and Gold Dust, leaving the ring to himself before guys in the White Coast started running down and from the insane asylum that Vince <laughs> McMahon wanted to send Kane back to. What a wild thing, right? Yep. And come down with straight jackets <laughs> yeah. to get Kane and lock him up and take him back <laughs> to the insane asylum. What the hell? Yeah. That doesn't work though. No. Kane beats them all up and then leaves. He eliminates himself <laughs> to escape from the guys in the insane asylum. Well
1: wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually they let him they let Montra Man back in the match in ninety two, but uh if I was Kane, I'd be like, what the hell, man? He's still in the match. The 1999 Royal Rumble is
0: still going on. To this day, I'm <laughs> still in the middle of it. Kane has yet to be eliminated. Same with, we should have like a Royal Rumble just for the people who never made it to the ring or who eliminated <laughs> themselves. So we have like Mil Mascaris in there, yeah. Mosh, Curtis Axel, Kane, uh, those yeah. types of guys, Yeah, you know. We just never quite got to the ring. Scotty's too hoty. I think, was one of those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just never made Sweet. it to the ring. Uh, but, of course, he eliminates himself. And I think the ring was empty at this point. It was just like, what the hell? Like WWF. Again, <laughs> yeah. the product was rolling hot, but they were shooting so many goddamn angles during this match. You almost made forgot about the match at times. It just it was just like this is an excuse for them to shoot, like, 17 angles in one match, yeah. this Royal Rumble. Like, everything was going on. Then while the ring is empty, here comes Vince McMahon back, strolling back. Like, oh, you almost forgot about that. Like, that angle yeah. is still going yeah. on. Then Ken Shamrock comes out not, at 19. So then Val Vincy's like, okay, I'm chilling now. I'm going to the commentary table and fall back. I'm good now. Austin, he's in the hospital. You know, I'm not going in to fight Ken Shamrock. What, are you nuts? I'm good. Like... I'm sitting down. I'm hang out. Billy Gunn comes in at number 20, limping down to the ring because he's selling the ankle. But he has one shoe on. So he's <laughs> barefoot on one shoe, running on one foot. <laughs> and then Smart what dude. happens? Smart guy. Oh, yeah. What happens? As soon as he gets in the ring, Ken Shamrock starts wearing his ass out on that ankle. <laughs> <laughs> so he's wearing that ankle out some more because why not? Then at 21, we get tests, Uh as part of the corporation as well. While Tess is going to the ring, another angle being shot. Mabel is getting beaten to the back of a hearse. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, And this is, you just cut away from the ring to see this. It's like, I, I don't think you'll see this today in WWE. Everything is happening in the ring. But meanwhile, this stuff happening backstage. We got stuff happening in a parking lot. It's chaotic. So like I said, WWE have just shooting all these angles at once. Was the Mabel angle necessary? Like, yeah, he eventually joined no. the ministry. He became well, viscera. But uh, I think it
1: led to obviously what we're going to see um, that's the only well, reason yes. they did it
0: I, I, I guess because as that's happening at the same time again this is <laughs> <Yeah>. multiple <laughs> angles at once so I guess one end it's like there's so much going on but another and it added to the spontaneity of WWF at that point where things didn't feel like it was very regimented it was like things are happening in a living breathing world so at the same time that Mabel is getting beat up and kidnapped by a cult. Steve Austin has uh, carjacked and stolen, committed Grand Theft Auto on an ambulance. This is an ambulance. I'm sure this is like more than just like regular Grand Theft Auto. This might be extra years on this jail time. But here he is driving back into the arena at the same time. So stuff like that is like, it's a lot, but at the same time, it's like, okay, that kind of also added to like the real feel to the show. So I think there's a balance. I think there's a, there's, I think the Kane stuff that wasn't necessary, and of course you got the Austin McMahon stuff going on. But like, I I, I kind of see it both ways too. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> back in comes Austin behind the wheel of the ambulance. Once Vince McMahon realizes it's Steve Austin, he gets that big gulp again. Oh my God, I'm scared now. You know that Vince McMahon classic Vince gulp. Uh, and his, you know, his fearful facial expressions. And at number 22 is Big Boss Man. Uh, but Austin, before Big Boss even comes out, Austin is walking to the ring. <laughs> he just, he's back. <laughs> yeah. Where the hell is Big Boss Man? Right?
1: It makes no sense.
0: He go. Austin goes straight up to Vince. Vince jumps in the ring because Test and Ken Shamrock are in there. But... Not for long, because Austin tosses Shamrock <laughs> out of the ring. <laughs> Big Boss Man finally gets to the ring and fights with Austin, which means Vince now is safe. Okay, good. I'm going back and commentary, but he's still visibly shaken. He's like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Austin's in there now. And King goes, well, Vince, you want some water? And he's like, yes, yeah, so can you give me some water? <laughs> King was always great at kissing Vince's ass. So it was really yeah, good. Yeah,
1: that was great. <laughs>
0: he was wanting some water? And then At number 23, comes Triple H, and he immediately goes after Test, which is like, that's funny, considering (laughs) what happens later in the year, (laughs) where Triple H steals Stephanie's girlfriend and turns her into his wife, (laughs) and they build a whole family together. Wild stuff. At number 24, it's crazy-ass Val Venus, who uh, mistakenly... Mistook for Sean Mooney for last week, <laughs> called him Sean Morley, which is Val Venus's real name. But man, what the hell happened to Val Venis? Sean Morley, he was over and yeah. in, in the ni- late '90s as a porn star, <laughs> which I remember talking about in the past. We that was just an X-rated version of the, the gimmicks and characters they did in, in the mid '90s, like the plumber and the the, the, the garbage truck driver or whatever. The goon, the hockey player, but those characters had shelf lives. You know, same thing with the Godfather. He was just a pimp, <laughs> you know, but that character has a shelf life. Um, but man, he's going to deepen with the QAnon conspiracies and all this stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild stuff, bro. It's
1: a shame because uh, you know stuff. my fandom was so big at this point that I loved Val Venus, like the character. I wasn't. You know, I was still learning. Obviously, I was thirteen. I was learning what the hell everything was, but um, people loved him, Did obviously. you know that
0: Venus? Did you know that Venus rhymed with penis? Because that's the joke. You get it? Yeah. I th- I, you know what? I actually you thought
1: they were gonna spell it V E N U S, and then when they finally put his name up there, it was V E N I S, and I was so confused. I was like, "That's not how Venus is spelled." and then I realized what they were going for.
0: You you guys had depraved mind of Viz Russo. That's how you spell it. (laughs)
1: That's not how the planet is spelled. Silly. But, uh, yeah, he was, like, one of my favorites, and I loved, like, the whole angle with uh, Kai and Tai, and then uh, eventually with Ken Shamrock and Ryan Shamrock. I don't know. I was, like, because to me, you know, I was into women, and, you know, they were into Val Venus and they were doing all these saggles, and I was like, yeah, like, hot women follow Val Venus around, so I, you know, I'm excited to watch his segments, <laughs> just because of the <laughs> women, but, uh yeah, he, so he, I don't know if there's any coming back for, for him, like he, I think he even got suspended <laughs> by Twitter yes, for sharing did. all these conspiracy theories, so.
0: Yes, he did. It's,
1: uh, doesn't look good for him. Maybe him and Paul Roma can go form a tag team together at
0: some point. <laughs> Paul Roma. Power and penis.
1: Maintaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the glory part, wasn't he? A glory oh, hole. That's true, that's true. Glory holes. Or oh! <laughs> ah! oh! Wait, Jesus should I Christ. edit this out? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. It's just funny.
0: Good Lord. We we're supposed to be a family show. <laughs> we got up the deep end.
1: But yeah, this like, is what Val Venus has crazy. done to us.
0: This is <laughs> yeah. we blame this on Val Venus and his, and his stupid conspiracies and Paul Romer, too. Oh man, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: oh no, <laughs> that's funny, man. That's really funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, we you gotta stop talking about Val Venus, he sucks. Um, <laughs> At this point, they mentioned that um, I think Vince mentioned that the one hundred thousand dollars that you know the bounty that is on Austin's head was was from Shane McMahon's trust fund. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one, but that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hysterical. <laughs> they would do some funny stuff back in the day, man. Like I just, I just yeah, don't know it's where a it lot went. of stuff just... that I
1: missed because I was still young too, so I didn't understand certain things, but. Uh, you know, something like that would make me laugh today, and obviously not back then. Like I would be like, "Okay, what the hell's that?" But um, hilarious today.
0: Yeah, there's little teeny things like that I found really funny. Uh, at this point, though, we got Billy Gunn getting eliminated by Steve Austin, and at number twenty-five we got X Pac, who, according to Michael Cole, who was the lightest Royal Rumble participant ever, at two hundred and ten pounds. This makes you think like mm. that record has been broken multiple yeah. times since then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy how much the bigger the guys and heavier the guys were. That two two ten, which technically isn't a cruiserweight anymore. You're a heavyweight in WWF. You know, you got to be two oh five and under to be a cruiserweight, quote unquote. Uh, but at this point, X Pac was as much of a cruiserweight as anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, two ten. Wasn't a small guy, but they made him seem like he was tiny, like tiny, tiny guy.
1: Yeah, and they, like uh, he would eventually be light heavyweight champion and he would just be kind of there, you know. He did, there was no intercontinental title reign. Uh, that meant something, you know. I, he might have won it at some point, but, um, yeah, I, think he did, I, what I I'm sure view Xbox as is just like the light heavyweight that he was portrayed as most of the time there.
0: Right. So we get another thing from Cole saying that you know, Val Venus could do a lot with $100,000. And I'm like, yeah, he can buy more <laughs> subs.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like he can buy more subs subscriptions to conspiracy theory websites. Like that's what he can do with $100,000 nowadays. So like, I'm sure back then, I guess his character could do a lot with $100,000. right. I mean. It's funny
1: because I met, I noticed that, and then I was like, well, maybe he just said it because he was the one that was, you know, fighting with Austin at that certain time. But, like, he didn't say it for, the, for anyone else. And he was just like, Valvitas could do a lot. It's like, what?
0: Like, what are they trying to say
1: here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, do what exactly? Yeah. <laughs> so. Out at number 26 is Sexual Chocolate, Mark Henry, who got a little bit of a pop. From the fans. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's Nation uh, of Domination tights still.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have the Hershey milk chocolate Mark Henry tights ready yet. Like he's still (laughs) working in the Nation of Domination stuff. Still sexy chocolate. Don't matter what he's wearing. (laughs) Sexy chocolate. Well sexual chocolate, I should say. (laughs) Not sexy chocolate, sexual chocolate. You don't want to infringe. On Coming to America and <laughs> Randy Watson, the the great Randy Watson. <laughs> Sacks of chocolate! You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Coming to America, Nick? Yeah. You Damn liar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you one bit. Am
1: I that transparent?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> damn, man or randy watson
1: i, uh, I mean yeah I
0: got let the children the lead the way like it's great it's randy watson man <laughs> eddie murphy is randy watson sexy chocolate oh man you i did tell you
1: movie. i did tell you i watched the nutty professor right and a couple of them
0: uh, that was funny. I, I believe you did i believe it was a funny nutty right. professor not nutty professor uh coming to america classic absolute yeah. classic yeah absolute classic I you have gotta heard. check it out they yes. got the second one coming out soon so you gotta watch the first one before the second one comes out, right? I mean, come on. Uh, maybe. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. It's streaming. I'm telling you, you do.
1: Is it streaming somewhere?
0: The second one or the no, first? No, the first one? one. It might be. Check it out. The second one will be streaming because you know the pandemic. So uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, streaming somewhere. Um, out of number twenty-seven is Jeff Jarrett, and he's with Deborah, who I noticed like it must have been a little bit chilly in that arena because. <laughs> Debra wasn't wearing a bra. let was to say that. And it was noticeable. I can't he, like, help but notice it. You like, see it the wasn't sign
1: like, in the crowd. It was like Debra's W equals ratings.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's true, I guess, back then. But Well, I mean,
1: it looked like a W, but it wasn't a W. <laughs> so. yeah, it
0: wasn't a W, no. <laughs> I'm not going to get into what it was, though. I'm just saying. But it was, the was there in the I
1: beginning think. of the night and during the Rumble match, so nobody took it away. And it literally had, you know, Look,
0: that, this yeah, a This is 1999. Like, they didn't care. But it was, like,
1: it wasn't just a W. It had, you know... <laughs> you Little know, dots dot, on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dots on the bottom. So,
0: <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> they, like, man. I guess they missed that one.
1: My parents must yeah. not have been keeping a close eye on what I was watching, because uh, no, they did not really... I mean, there yeah. were certain things where they would say something... And or make me leave the room, like when uh, Sable and Jacqueline had their bikini contest to fully load it oh, in '99, but um, <laughs> <laughs> not realizing that I was taping it. <laughs> it's like
2: eh. <laughs> I will watch it
0: later. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they they
1: they realized it, but I, I mean, they weren't thinking, I guess,
0: that. So yeah, yeah, get out of here, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> too young for you too crazy for your young eyes. Meanwhile, I got the record button <laughs> hit yeah. right now.
1: I come back, and I just make sure it's still recording. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. All right. Okay, we good. We good. I got to see that. All right. Moving on. We got Triple H talking to Val i I, I This picked up on the mic for some reason. He's like, if I throw you, can you hang on? I don't know what Val Venus said, but I guess he said yes. I don't know. <laughs> then we move on to number 28, D'Lo Brown, out in the ring with the Pretty Mean Sisters, right? Yep. Better known as PMS. <laughs> this is Vince Russo yet again. Thinking, like, get it, get it. Just like TNA, right? Get it, yeah. get it. Val Venus, get it, get it. Like, we get it. You, you're a dweeb. <laughs> like, you're an absolute dweeb. Like, that's what you're telling me. So at this point, Austin tossed out Test and X Foc and then. Austin Triple H teamed up to eliminate Jeff Jarrett, which brought out Owen Hart at number 29. At this point, though, Austin ducks out of the ring just to throw water in Vince McMahon's face. And Vince McMahon gave his signature scowl back at Steve Austin. He's just so upset. He got a pitcher of water thrown in his face. But out of number 30, the 30th and final entrant is China. Making her the first woman to ever enter the Royal Rumble, and this is my just is before she wanted the Continental Championship. This is before she entered the King of the Ring. This is the first thing she really did that you know made history, the first woman to ever enter the Royal Rumble. Unfortunately, she not, did not last that long. <laughs> after she eliminated Mark Henry, she was promptly knocked out of the ring by Steve Austin. So, you know but what's You can never take away from her. Yeah, what's and, that? You know
1: what's interesting? They count the greatest Royal Rumble as a Royal Rumble match? Yes. Why do they not count the corporate Royal Rumble
0: as Ooh. a Royal Rumble match? Because China, China won that match. She did. And why they don't she count was number sm- 30. They don't count the SmackDown Royal Rumble neither. They did in like 04 or 05 that John yeah. Cena won. Yeah,
1: was it technically labeled won. the Royal Rumble? Like,
0: I don't know. It I was don't. a SmackDown Rumble, but it so. was Royal Rumble rules.
1: Right, so the, I believe it was like the corporate Royal Rumble was literally called the corporate Royal Rumble. They had the countdown. They had the Royal Rumble logo, I believe. Right. So China is technically a Royal Rumble winner. You know what? Hmm.
0: You're right about that. And I think, because I'm pretty sure, did, oh, did Eddie Guerrero win the SmackDown Royal Rumble? Who won the SmackDown Royal Rumble they had?
1: Uh, if it was Smackdown. 04, it had to be Eddie, because he went on to face Brock in February. Um, yeah, it was
0: 0-4, Yes, so Eddie Guerrero won that. Yes, so that would mean Eddie Guerrero is also a well, all, yeah, also a Royal Rumble. Royal winner. Rumble winner.
1: Hmm.
0: Interesting. Right? If uh,
2: and
1: how I are they going to had... count the greatest Royal Rumble and not count those two because they're not thirty people?
0: Get out of here! How many people were in the Corporate Rumble? I don't know. Probably like mm. I think it
1: was just DX and the Corporation. So. Mm. Like 10. ten people maybe. <laughs> and Vince was technically the winner before China came out, so
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. about that.
1: <laughs> she damn near broke his neck when she eliminated him. Because the way he <laughs> the way he just falls. He just lets his body go. Like he doesn't control his body. Uh, he's so, not an athlete, like Michael Cole <laughs> said. He's not an athlete.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, that's a that's a great point you bring up though. The SmackDown Rumble had 15 people, and I always thought that was kind of dope that they okay the the brand that didn't win the World Rumble, they'd have their own mini Rumble on the show. Right. Yeah, it's a nice little draw for that show, and it's a cool way to determine who gets the title shot for that show's title
1: mm-hmm.
0: at WrestleMania. I agree, and it's only for that brand, and they did it that year. I'm like, damn, that was and that was fun. And like you said, Eddie Guerrero won he got his title shot at no way out though it wasn't at wrestlemania right, right um but i thought that was a lot of fun so WWE do that again <laughs> like, yeah like you do don't have to
1: again. do it every year but yeah do it do it I, here it, and there like yeah slime. i
0: mean they do have elimination chamber they try to do like number yeah. one contender matches in there sometimes yeah. yep or they just have a straight up title match which
1: by the way that's like the only uh, other than money in the bank that's a perfect spot for that pay-per-view with that type of match you know that's a great way yeah. to determine you know a number one contender or even a title match so uh that's I one agree. of the good decisions that they've made in recent uh yeah. times
0: but well, you bring up a great point i didn't even, not even thought about that the greatest royal rumble was technically a royal rumble mm-hmm. and in the lineage of royal rumble matches that's technically a royal rumble match why not the corporate rumble? Yeah, Why just, not the, should just be the, the SmackDown rules. rumble?
1: Yeah, it should just be the rules. Yeah, if, it, so.
0: if it's a Royal Rumble with the rules, no matter where it happens, no matter if it's Saudi Arabia with 50 people or an uh, episode of SmackDown with 15 or episode of Raw with 10, it's still a Royal Rumble. Like, like a Hell in a Cell is a Hell in a Cell. No matter yeah. where it happens, when it happens, still in a Hell in a Cell match. Like, those matches that happened on Raw 98, they're, they count as Hell in a Cell matches. If there was an Elimination Chamber on raw for no reason <laughs> like, it's a it's a you know or a tlc match whenever wherever the tlc right. matches happen yeah. it's a tlc match so yeah that's a that's a good point yeah.
1: you know what? i i I've thought about it before but i never really put much thought into it simply until i realized a few weeks ago when we were talking that they literally i didn't know this and you said that they list the greatest Royal Rumble like in the lineage, so uh, that's what mm-hmm. I thought about this. So,
0: interesting. Mm. Yeah, they definitely do. Cause I was saying that Daniel Bryan had the record for the longest time in the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, they count that as a Rumble. But, back to this Rumble in 1999, Triple H uh, tosses out uh, Venus. I guess when Triple you H know, asks him, hey, can you hang on? Venus could not, so he's gone. Uh <laughs> Right after that, though, Austin hits Triple H with a stunner and eliminates him. So we have the final four people in the ring. We got Austin, Which, by the way, Dudo Brown. Go come ahead. Come on. The stunner,
1: like, this happened twice. The stunner and then you stand up just so you can get eliminated. hate that spot. I <laughs> Why? hate it. It's
0: just, it's just, a spot. It's okay. I know,
1: but don't hit him with the stunner then. Do something else.
0: You got to stun him so he can, you can toss Why? him out.
1: Just toss him out then. The it's stunner. Would you stun him. Then how does it matter when you stun The Rock at WrestleMania to win the title? Like he's You're pinning him. But yet you stunned it, it, it him does. a year prior in 1998 at the Rumble, and he stood up just to get thrown out. It, it, the continuity he of the move doesn't make he
0: sense. He put more force on the WrestleMania oh, stunner. Get, get out of here. So he can land a pin. But the Royal Rumble stunner, he didn't put quite as much so that person could pop back up. This is all science. This is sweet science of pro-wrestling, all right? Don't discount the sweet science, <laughs> science. of... Steve Austin. All right, this is, this is a method to his madness now. All right. Oh,
1: sure. Okay. Okay. There's levels to this level well, to stuff. By the way, Stone Cold, right? Maybe he'll explain that on the uh, the bump next week. He's going to be on the bump. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the best WWE maybe, show going.
0: I don't watch it, but you're probably right. Oh, <laughs> man,
1: it's great. I'm telling you, man. It brings me back. They talk about storyline and like real life stuff. It's great.
0: That's 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 cool. <laughs>
1: You are not impressed
0: at all. No. Don't talk about storyline stuff. I don't want to hear about storyline stuff. it's
1: not like, I I, got to say, it'll be like 90% real life and 10% storyline. It's more lopsided Mm. than I give a credit for.
0: Mm. I'll pass. But (laughs) the final four people in the ring, Steve Austin, D'Lo Brown, Big Boss Man, and Owen Hart, Of course, there are five people still in the match, though, because Miss McMahon is still technically in the match, even though he's at ringside. (laughs) So not long after this, Owen Hart is tossed out by Steve Austin. D'Lo Brown hits the lowdown, which was a dope frog splash he would do that people don't talk about. As far as dope frog splashes, it's always only Eddie Guerrero or RVD. Yeah, But D'Lo Brown had a dope frog splash, especially for a guy his size. He's not a small person. Mm -hmm. And in this one, he jumped like halfway across the ring to get Austin on that. Lowdown, but he hits the lowdown. But he starts celebrating, not allowing Big Boss Man to toss his ass out. Get out of here! Celebrated (laughs) too much. But he didn't stay in there too long because Steve Austin hit him with the stunner and tossed him right out of there, too. Which left only Steve Austin and Vince McMahon right back where we started. One and two, they're the last two standing. Vince McMahon is begging for his life, but Steve Austin ain't hearing none of that because he's beating up Vince McMahon in the crowd. He hit him in the head with a chair. I mean, it's going down. I mean, King said at one point, Steve Austin's doing what the government couldn't. and us bring down Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, that's, of course, that's a reference to the, to the case in 1995 that yeah. very nearly brought down Vince McMahon, but not quite. He was acquitted. Uh, or the charges were dropped. I don't remember, but he didn't go to jail. Let's just say that um, Vince McMahon managed to hit a little blow. But it didn't matter. Steve Austin hit a stunner anyway. <laughs> and was about ready to eliminate Vince McMahon until The Rock came down. <laughs> Dressed to the nines in his expensive shirt and the belt. And he's talking trash with the slacks on and his church shoes. He talked trash long enough to distract Steve Austin. Which allowed Vince McMahon to jump in and toss him over the top rope and win the 1999 Royal Rumble. Which guaranteed, at the time at least, Vince McMahon a shot. At the WWF Championship at WrestleMania, presumably against The Rock, and even though we've had fun talking about this, we made it fun. This is probably (laughs) we just watched the show, not that fun of a match, and then the outcome made it kind of (laughs) worse. Like yeah, and I I I saw a headline from Kate Kate Side sees that this is one of like the worst War Rumbles of all time, if not the worst. Uh. That would it's be one of up. the
1: one of the things I actually agree with them on.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's up there as far as one of the worst Royal Rumbles of all time. Like from the match itself, there were just points where it just felt like not much was happening. The ring would be empty because of all the angles they were shooting. Yeah, uh, it was really all about Vincent and, and and Austin. You had people like Golga and Kurgan in there that you know. Okay, alright. There wasn't a whole bunch of exciting spots. There's a lot of angles, but not a whole lot of exciting spots happening. Not a whole lot of stories spinning out of it besides the Austin and McMahon stuff. And that was it. And then Vince McMahon won. And it's like, what the hell? So it was fun talking about it and reliving it and, like, talking about the little nuances and stuff like that. But just on his face, this is not a great Royal Rumble. Not by a long shot. Nah.
1: And uh, part of the entertainment value is stuff that's not even happening in the ring uh, or even outside of the ring. I I laughed so much when it was like this was right when the Final Four was happening. And Michael Cole asks... Uh, Vince McMahon on commentary: If whoever gets rid of Austin is going to become an honorary member of the corporation, and you see like, <laughs> that here like silence, and then Vince said, 100,000 is enough." <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> no, no, 100,000. Like
1: that's the type of stuff I really enjoyed, and that I you know got out of this. I haven't watched this Rumble in a very, very long time. Uh, I maybe even since not not since ninety nine, but maybe a few years after that. Uh, m- was not a fan of it then uh and definitely not afterwards and so obviously like we when we deep dive we find certain things that you know we miss uh f- from that point so that's what makes it entertaining for me and at the end like obviously it's funny to see vince chuck beers with <laughs> patterson and briscoe and, and shane but um and the fact that you know he wasn't even swallowing it when he was on the ropes he was just like spinning it back out he wasn't even swallowing the beer when he was trying to like mimic austin and uh like that was the best part about this which is not what you want in the royal Rumble. like it you know vince it was the vince and austin show uh much like it was built to be but the way they got there to the ending of this particular event versus what happens the very next night which is all you know undone basically uh is just eh. but it was yeah. par for this era i loved it at the time because i'm like oh my god what's gonna happen tomorrow and then the next night boom you have austin mcmahon in a cage uh for next <laughs> next month and I'm, and I'm already looking forward to that so this right. had a short shelf life in my memory um but looking back as an actual rumble match definitely one of the worst if not the worst of all time
0: yeah it has to be up there right like just For the outcome, like I said, the lack of stories coming out of it just eh, wasn't great, but you just, like it didn't matter at, at the time, though. No. It honestly didn't matter for WWE, they could get away with doing damn near anything. Now, we always talk about you know, some people still talk about go back to the attitude there, but it's like, bro, like, not everything was good <laughs> in the attitude there. Like, you look back at it, and it's like this is a prime example of what wasn't good in the attitude there, even though some of the stuff was good. The Austin McMahon stuff was really all there was in this match. Other than that, and and, and on the show, you got Rockin' Mankind. Even that was like, oh, tough to watch because mm. of the chair shots. So, uh, yeah, it's it's weird because they would hit home runs on certain things. And other things, they wouldn't even get on base. So, like, it was just like <laughs> very hit or miss with some of these things. But the home runs were like towering 500 foot home runs, you yeah. know, base clearing, Grand Slam type of home runs. Like they knocked it out of the park. Out of the stadium, you know, what I'm saying, type home runs. Where then you got stuff like the oddities and Tiger Ali Singh, you know, <laughs> you know, or just all the different weird angles. like PMS or the, the insane asylum yeah, people yeah. beating viscera, or at that point Mabel into a hearse mm-hmm. while Steve Austin's driving up in the ambulance. It's like <laughs> there's just so much going on. Which again, I said, like I said earlier, it helped. You know create that uh, that uh aura of, or that air of spontaneity that does think helped, but also it was just like so much it's like almost like sensory overload which i think they kind of wanted but i don't know if that still works today you know in hindsight mm-hmm. I should say uh you know 20 what are we 22 years later so that is the 1999 royal rumble uh nick do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap it up here
1: uh, no definitely uh
0: in, in bringing myself back
1: i think i had like friends a friend or two over from school to watch it and they actually came over for uh saint valentine's day massacre again uh, that was really it like i think at this point um i was it, what like wwf was still away from the peak but uh i think a lot of my friends that weren't really into they were just into the characters like Stone Cold Steve Austin but they didn't care much for the rest of the show so it was tough to keep them like interested in the whole show so I think they were just kind of done with it but especially with this ending like they were pissed off they're like what the hell and I'm just like hey, why don't you just watch Raw tomorrow night like you know they're not going to do that they're not wrestling fans they're <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin fans man so let it play yeah. out mom dad come <laughs> yeah. on it's like you don't understand the art of the storyline, man. But um, <laughs> give it a it's chance. Just, it's just absolutely crazy, and it, it's funny uh, as we're ending the show in the ninety-nine World Rumble. The Sixers are probably going to lose after they've been ahead the whole game. And I'm just, I put it on, and uh, I'm going to be annoyed. So I'm going to try. to turn it you know, off. I'm going to try to ignore it. <laughs> to turn it
0: off then. <sighs> it's your fault. You're right. I'm going to throw my TV. Get out of here.
1: Wait, no, no, no Just turn it off. No, I'm going to throw it. i going to chuck it out the window. Anyway, Don't yeah, do that. Uh, just take us out with some plugs, that's, please. That's <laughs> the 99 Rumble for me. Uh, and you can follow me at Nick Picone on Twitter and follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shooters Radio. And you can also listen to this podcast at phillyinfluencer.com. phillyvoice.com
0: i am at vaughn m johnson on twitter you can check me out on there or sometimes out here in these streets you only see me really out here in these streets and as more people get vaccinated though so uh so not too much longer um or or hopefully soon i'm out here uh because more people getting vaccinated obviously but uh, you can find my writing at PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I got some big stories coming up for Black History Month, uh, so keep an eye out for that. Of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. Uh, check us out on there for some exclusive content. Send your requests, just like Chris Johnson did. Send your requests to patreon.com slash radio If you want us to cover a wrestling-based piece of content, we'll do it. We'll fulfill that request. Just head over to patreon.com slash Shooters Radio. Also, check us out on Fox Sports the Gambler, right? Then you know our boys John Jansen and Jason Finelli they hooked us up over there earlier today, right? Nick? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be uh it'll be podcasted on uh the FoxPHLGambler.com but also I will have it added to our feed uh so you'll be able to hear that uh by Friday. So definitely before the rumble it'll be up and uh it'll it'll be up there for
0: you guys. All right, well, Board, you know make sure you go check that out and hear us talk about this year's royal rumble uh we're not gonna waste too much time on our airwaves doing that but we're doing our fox sports the gambles airwaves yeah. <laughs> yeah talking about this year's rumble so talk a lot about the betting odds and stuff like that going into the match so it's a lot of fun thanks to john jansen and jason Finnelli for having us on it's a lot of fun earlier uh but go check that out but for nick i am Vaughn johnson thanks for listening to episode 270 of the straight shooters and we'll catch y'all again next week Peace.